I'm Tyler TJ Laser Dennering. I'm Connery. That's the law of the jungle. <laughs> Hanson. And I'm Leo. I am what you call a repeat offender. I repeat, I will offend again. <laughs> Martinez. <laughs> Who says that and when? It's the guy. Oh, um, in yeah. the, the police station? Yeah, he He's answered, just like in the background? Yeah, he answers to a higher source. <laughs> <laughs> Even above RoboCop yeah, himself. Yeah. RoboGod. RoboGod. Yeah. They and make everything is... better. <laughs> And this is Media Break, where we report horrible news with a smile. (laughs) (laughs) Only two former presidents have died recording this podcast. Once we fired the spice spice laser, laser. laser. they turned into giant space worms. Yeah, Robo Dune. (laughs) Robo Dune. The Robo Madib. That's a different um, actor from Twin Peaks. That's in the Dune, the David Lynch Dune. Oh man! Oh, I thought, (laughs) yeah, I thought you were saying the the Denis Villeneuve Dune. Are there any Twin Peaks actors in the new one? I don't think so. I don't think Everett McGill's in that one. No, I think Jason Momoa is his character. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, downgrade. No, no, (laughs) no. It is. It's because no. um, Jason Momoa was uh, Duncan. Who in yeah, Duncan David, Idaho. Yeah, and the David Lynch one is no, it's Javier Bardem is um Everett. Um Oh, yeah. okay. Mm. And who's Patrick Stewart? Um he is not Duncan Idaho. Um <laughs> some nerd well no some, some nerd. nerd listening. Denver potato. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we're Iowa. Going, yeah, I'm um, glad we're going over uh, Iowa Steve. Gurney Hall Holodeck. Hallback, hallback, something like that. That's right. This episode's about Dune. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which we're definitely not covering in like three weeks from now when the new Dune movie comes out. But uh, no, this is not Media Break today. This is the franchise podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. And today we're covering a new franchise, uh, new to us, new to some of us, new to the podcast, but uh, a franchise that has existed for quite some time. We're covering RoboCop. Woo! Dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. I kind of stepped on Niles' foot there. But, uh, <laughs> he doesn't care. Uh, yeah, this has been around in my life for a while, but I figured we should probably cover this because there's that new documentary out and a new video game out. Right. Mm-hmm. But before we talk about RoboCop, we have to do our usual segment of What's New? <laughs> Thank you, Connery. No problem. Um, I guess I will just talk about those two things that just came out. Sure. <laughs> uh, I you, The only way to watch RoboDoc, the creation of RoboCop, is you have to basically... It's, I think it's buying. You like buy a season pass on Apple TV, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> Apple it's like, pass? It's yeah, like is this pay- like <laughs> you get the RoboCop doc skin? <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you have to parachute out, and yeah. it's like Warzone, basically. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's the only way to do it. I don't know why it's not just a buy option. It says season one or it's on Screambox, which is like an extension through Amazon. Screambox? Yeah. Like a box of screams? I think so. Yeah. So Amazon and making the Hellraiser boxes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Cause you know, there's like the shutter app, but I think Screambox is another app, but you can also get it through Amazon. Basically it's kind of a weird place to find this documentary. Huh? But I watched it for all of us. Don't worry. There are a lot of screams. That, like, why? Why? Why is RoboCop in the scream? Bo- like I th- thought that <laughs> the be like box collection. <laughs> How come there's no scream movies on the scream yeah, box? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know that, what, what you would put in the scream box besides that. Uh, I don't have any uh, information for that really. I forgot to <laughs> answer. Forgot to mention that Leo Martinez is here, even yeah. though he introduced himself. But he's back after. 
Resident Evil mm-hmm. and Predator 2, of course. Yeah, of course. I'm looking at what Screenbox is right now. <laughs> Screenbox, pure horror. The first like secondary link is RoboDoc, but it's not really like a horror movie. Yeah. I guess if you look at it in a way where it's like capitalism is a horror, you know? Yeah. yeah. Existential horrors in there a little bit. There's gore. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, they're swearing. Is swearing scary? Yeah. <laughs> swearing is so scary to me. Uh, but it just goes into detail. It's like four hours long. There's like four different episodes, and it just goes into detail about like every nook and cranny about the creation of this movie. It like interviews Paul Verhoeven, and just like it's honestly like a lot of talking head stuff. So uh, like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's like the most compelling documentary, but there's a lot of information there, up to the point where they're like asking individual like bit part actors in this movie like what their motivation was for like a certain line and everything i'm like okay we don't need to get this granular like at least maybe that's just for me like for for like a robocop super fan which uh i thought i was but like this documentary is even more extensive than (laughs) that apparently not um but overall yeah it's really good if you're interested in this franchise at all obviously check it out and then uh connor you and i played a little bit of the robocop video game on yes uh, we did yeah ps5 mm-hmm. is it like co-op or were you just like, no we're handing, just, off, like, the handing off the controller back and forth <laughs> it's just two robos shooting each other in the head and never dying <laughs> but it was fun it's, it's a little arcadey and like you know it's not like open world robocop or something it's like uh you go from one level to another and then shoot everybody in that level yeah. and call it's it a not day a, not a robocop rpg or no anything. it's they have some rpg elements you can upgrade yourself it, it requires I was like multiple playthroughs to get like everything maxed out but i'm like you know i don't really have the yeah i feel like that. that's like every game now is like it has some rpg element which is just some like needless like yeah. way to like pace progression absolutely yeah what were the upgrades you could do i forget there was like, like armor there was like therapy cop or something like that <laughs> oh, really? like nice. yeah like basically being able to like read people better or tell when they're lying um <laughs> psychoanalyze them. yeah psychoanalyze and like i don't know it's like stuff like that, guns and, and like, like how many you can this, hold. This perp has an anal fixation. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to his mother. He loves Freud. Yeah. Oh my god. Freud cop. Yeah. But they, they had a lot of like scrupulous stuff like that, where it's just like it was like you know who who cares? Like why why do I need this? I need gun and armor, and probably that's the two things I'd care about upgrading. Yeah. So we played it like a month ago, and I think at that point, like hopefully they fixed it by now. But anytime it cuts to like a different shot in the scene, quote unquote, of of the video game, like. It just does this like juddering thing. Yeah. Where it's just like everyone's just like falling into the frame basically, <laughs> like every single time some sort of bug. And then also Robocop's lips are like extremely voluptuous. Yes. And mm. like well, just, that's, that's true to the movie. The movie. Yeah. 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 But I guess they're like even shinier because of the graphics or something. But a little lip balm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but overall, like it was a lot of fun to play, but I don't know in terms of we didn't neither of us finished no. it, obviously, but uh, so I don't know how compelling the story really is, but some of this, like just lining up all the shots of like shooting all these like goons basically mm-hmm. felt like the uh, warehouse scene in this movie. Like, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, this is like pure RoboCop. Like yeah, minute to minute gameplay is like fun. Yeah. yeah. Is it, what is it like eight hours long or something? Or? Something like that. I think, so, I think it's yeah. like 10 hours. It's relatively yeah. short. Yeah. So probably like wait till it's like. Yeah. Get sale. it on sale. Like, get it super on sale. Yeah. Or, and have fun. or when it goes like free on the like monthly. Yeah. Thing. PlayStation plus whatever. Yeah, I'll wait till then. Unless you're like, unless you need to get your RoboCop fixed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta uh, shoot that metal in your veins. Mm. But which I feel like, I don't know, like me personally, like I've always loved RoboCop. Uh, but I, like, it's not to the point where there's like a RoboCop convention or anything, you know? Like, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> its time has come and gone in a, in a sense. <laughs> yeah, ever since the failed remake, I guess. Uh, Connery, what's new with you? Oh, what's new with me? Um, duh, 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 duh. Maybe I talked about this on the show. Maybe I didn't, but... I've been playing a little bit more of Magic the Gathering Arena, which has been fun. I don't think you have yet. Okay, well, there you go. I've been playing Magic the Gathering Arena. Um, it's fun to just, like, you know, play if something else is going on or, like, on the TV and I put a show on and just kind of, like, fiddle around with that. Is I've, it a video game or yeah, a card yeah, game? It's a card game, yeah, but, you know, it's kind of like you play with everybody. It's like um, the Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Masters thing where it's, like, it's all online, but, like, you know. You but just, you are playing it on. But I'm playing it on my uh, iPad. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's kind of, I guess, an iOS. I looked desperately for a long time for a Magic the Gathering game on console. Do not exist. Really? Yeah, really. There's not... Uh, well, I guess... I guess... Aren't there stuff on, like, Steam or something? But I guess that's not... Yeah, they they pulled it on, like... I was like, oh, they have the 2017 game. I'll play that. Because I, I get kind of sick of getting smoked by everybody. And mm. I sometimes just want to fight the computer. That's not... Just has, like, the same three decks over and over again. But, yeah, you know. They they took it off. They are like, this is no longer available from the seller. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> The magic's gone. Yeah, the magic's gone. So basically, while you were playing it, they took it off. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I want more of this, and they're like, No, you don't get more of this. I was like, Okay, okay. They're like you're spending too much on microtransactions. <laughs> oh my god, we're no. making too much money off of you. Literally, but I don't know. Like I said, I think I, I put like a slight down payment down to get my deck going. I was like, This is basically if I like have the card game with friends, I play it with. So put some money down on it, but nothing else. And I don't know. I've learned that I'm very bad at building decks, and I'm bad at the game, and everybody's better than me. <laughs> Which is an important lesson. Yeah, it's an important lesson to learn. You, you suck. You shouldn't try. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I was, like, I, was like, I was like, everyone has these like really meta decks. I'm just like building mine to a theme. Like, this is my wolf deck, and everything in it is like wolf-themed. Or like, this is my like dragon deck, and this is my... like. I don't know, like Eldritch Terror deck and everyone else is like just mission. It makes me yeah. so mad when I see that and everyone's like, I'm like, what's the story? There's nothing here. You build your deck like you're like an NPC at a Pokemon game exactly. or something. Exactly, yes. Like, it's, 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 I like think everybody guy. should do that. Like literally, it's the most fun to do way to do it. So everyone has weird NPC decks. But, <laughs> but then I went online and I kind of like got a sexier version of the Phyraxians or what's what they're called, the Eldritch Terror decks. And that thing's been performing really well. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Mm. But, you know, I don't know. I feel like this this game mostly just devolves into people just, like, looking up what the meta is and then just, like, buy, getting all those cards and being like, ha-ha, no one can beat me now. I literally came across a person with the same deck as me. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me laugh really hard. I was just calming the entire time, like, nice. And I played the same card he just did. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's really, really funny. I feel like that's always the issue with any game that's online that's, like, could be fun. Yeah. Like, particularly, like, a card game. Because it's like, I could oh, I could play a card game with friends or family, mm -hmm. like, at a table in person yeah but then once i'm playing with people online they've all like figured out exact strategies mm -hmm. and like like you're saying like the like basically metadata of yeah. what works best in every single scenario and it's like this isn't fun for me anymore like no. you have to be incredibly into it yeah like, the joy you know. really like dies a bit and so now i'm like I don't want to leave bronze tier because I feel like that's where like I belong. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm losing there. But I'm even losing there. I'm like, I can't imagine the people in like the actual like meta scene of just being like this, 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 turn two, you're done. And I'm like, fuck, man. Jeez. So you so it doesn't exist anymore or um, this this game does Magic Together Arena does exist. So you can you can pick that up on iOS or I believe Steam too. So what was the one that doesn't exist anymore? Um, it's just called Magic the Gathering, but it's from like 2017. It's oh, just like okay. an so actual card game. Yeah. I thought it was this one. It was like maybe they banned you for losing too many times. Yeah, they, they're like you're too bad at this. You have you have yeah. to stop. This guy sucks. Nobody can play now. <laughs> Nobody. Can. 
I do <laughs> don't like seeing. He's giving you too much yeah. XP for beating him over and over again. <laughs> they didn't just ban Connery; they shut down the entire yeah. game. <laughs> like, you were so bad. Maybe yeah. you should start playing Diablo Immortal, Connery. <laughs> And I want to do Diablo Immortal. <laughs> then we'll shut the whole thing down. No, we'll shut the whole thing down. <laughs> no, you're the one that beat Diablo 4. I never beat it. Yeah, I beat Diablo 4. But that was a fun game, actually. I really enjoyed myself playing Diablo 4. Yeah, I guess yeah. maybe I'll play it at some point since I already paid for it. Yeah, I, I have the new hard drive, so it's, I re-downloaded it. So there if you, you want to play it, I'll play it with you. <laughs> nice. So that's Magic the Gathering Arena on iPad. On iPad. iOS. <laughs> yeah. Leo, what's new with you? Um, Not that much. I guess I was see, I've seen a couple movies, but a lot of them are rewatches. Um, I saw a Woman Under the Influence yesterday, Ooh. and it's been a while since I've seen that. It's fantastic. It's at the Academy Museum. Um, What's the, that movie about? A woman who is under the influence, <laughs> but like a drugs uh, or like of a man. No, or... um, I mean it's basically like. Um, it's this very kind of dis- dysfunctional relationship between um, Peter Falk and, and Gina Rowland's character. Um, it's, this is John Cassavetes' movie. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, John Cassavetes is like considered like the pioneer of like uh, American independent cinema. Um, and like he would make uh, his like Hollywood movies. He'd do like, you know, Dirty Dozen, um, mm-hmm. Rosemary's Baby, and then would like take the money um and use that money with his wife, Gina Rollins, to make their own movies. And Woman Under the Influence is, is one like that. Um, and yeah, it's like part of this is like stable of actors. But it's basically about like um, this kind of dysfunctional like family relationship um, between Peter Falk, who's like a construction worker. Um, Colombo. Yeah, he's <laughs> this is his part time gig. It's his night shift. Um, but um, and then uh, Gina Rollins who is his wife is like who stays at home but is also kind of like a woman who like basically kind of suffers from like or or has like um characteristic traits of like 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 mania or manic um depressive kind of stuff she's a little bipolar but it's also kind of like um it's it's like difficult because it's like yeah like she she does things that are like um upsetting or that like um that kind of cross kind of social like balance but she's not like like harming anybody but it's Mm -hmm. kind of like the react the reaction um that uh people have against her like um like peter fox mother and then peter fox himself um that kind of exacerbate it and so it's kind of like them going at it it's not it's not a like most of cassavetti's movies they're not like um not super plot focused i mean there are some that are like more plot focused like Killing of a Chinese bookie or like Gloria or something like that. Um, but like this, it's more like it feels like uh, like you're w- watching a play, but like, but not, n- not like. It's not stagey. No, mm. it's, it's totally not because the camera work is like fantastic. It's yeah. all like, it's like handheld and it's really like, it's like super intimate and super like, it's, it's fantastic. Um, I think it's kind of like one of those things that the, the reputation that, um these Cassavetti's movies had is that they're all like they're all like improvised and um and they're all kind of shooting on the fly and it's like and that's like not true like all the, the it's all scripted it's all like it's all planned out all the kind of like shots and the movements and all that kind of stuff um it just feels so like organic and lived in that like a lot of people think that they're improvised but they're not yeah yeah um but that's an old one I do I will say I did watch a new one for the first time a new one for me um at the academy museum like earlier this week i saw the host 
Uh, the Bong Joon-ho movie. Oh, no. Nice. Oh, not the, uh, not the, <laughs> not the <laughs> from the Twilight Rider. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't screening that at the county museum. Uh, I, if if it airs, if it's if they play, I'll, I'll go there. I'll, I read 100%. that. Stephanie yeah. Meyer. Yeah. yeah. That her like follow up. Yeah. I love Twilight, but I think that was her first book. Was it her first? No, it came out after. It Twilight. came out after Twilight. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, that, that was, was like the ca- cash in a check book. Ah. It feels like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Bong Joon-ho. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's the <laughs> Bong Joon-ho movie. I, I had not seen it um, nice. until now. I'd always been putting it off. Um, I don't know why, because I like um i like bong Joon-ho. i'm not i'm not a super fan like a lot of people are but i but i genuinely like i when i see his movies i'm like it's good i love it it's good like yeah. i had a good time um and this uh one especially i i i but i came away really really liking it um it's just it's just a very fun mix of like different tones um it's it's a monster movie um but it's also like very funny and it kind of has like um has a similar kind of like uh like family dynamic um like in like parasite in in a, mm-hmm. in a weird kind of way like they're yeah they're they all have their own little like quirks and ticks and they all kind of like they all like pay off like you like like yeah they, they they all work out like like one of them is like an alcoholic and you see him like kind of work through that through his own like like um going through the his own like travels through the plot and like working through the character stuff and like yeah they all have that and it's it's good. It's it's really fun. It's a good time. Um, and it was on film and it looked great. Good. Yeah, like one's an archer and stuff, right? Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone has different skill sets that work to varying degrees. Yeah, and they all kind of work there. And I, oh, I guess I should say like what it's about. But it's like, um, yeah, there's um, there's a family that um, in uh, South Korea um, that like I guess they have like a little stand that's by the Han River, I think. Yeah. Um, and like at some point in like the prologue, like toxic chemicals are uh dumped um into the water like specifically american yeah too, yeah right? it's a very the host is like um it's not like the name is like i guess refers to like the the idea that the family might be in, infected um with the virus that comes from like contact with the with the river uh, mutant monster that comes from the chemical pourings that were poured because an american overseer like told um there's a like, korean so- subordinate to dump um like like gallons and gallons of formaldehyde into the river mm-hmm. um, because there was like dust on the, on the bottles. Um, so yeah, but yeah, the 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 title is like is like a double thing that refers to the virus thing, um, but also like refers to just like the the presence of like Amer- American like military bases and like American overseeing after like the Korean War. They are and, the host. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it's great. It's so fucking funny. Like there's there's a bit, there's a bit. Um, um, without spoiling anything where like um somebody makes an escape from like a a like medical military facility um and you don't know like what the facility is exactly until he gets out and then when he gets out um you just see like the like american military and they're just like all like standing next to like um like barbecue grills <laughs> just like it's just so america like, yeah america. it's just so hank, Hill, hank Hill is yeah. there yeah. making his son smoke cigarettes yeah it's 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 a really funny movie um i won't say that it's like like a I, I think it's very funny, but it is still like it's, it's there's action, there's horror, there's like violence and gore. There's yeah, it's it's good. Highly recommend it. Yeah, nice. it's been like a long time since I've seen it, so I definitely should rewatch. It. I know Lily likes that movie too, and I don't think we ever watched watched it together. So yeah, and I will say I like it, uh, it hits really different post twenty twenty. Like oh, I I yeah. can't yeah I can't yeah. 
I can't go into it too much. And then even that might be like a spoiler for some people who were like Donald Trump cameo. Yeah. Don- oh boy. <laughs> He's like down the hole to the left. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's a dang Cheeto in the Han river. It's <laughs> 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 like the most like basic political. Humor. Yeah. <laughs> He's the Cheeto in the White yeah. House. <laughs> the they, Cheeto in chief. Yeah, they vote the river monster out. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, it's a, it's all election fraud. It's all swamp. <laughs> um, Leo, we also... Oh, wait. So, wait. You saw that in, in theaters, though? Yeah, yeah. At the Academy Museum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw I saw that. Nice. Uh, you and I also saw Poor Things recently. Yeah, together. yeah, yeah. Mm. She was like, oh, yeah, that is a new movie that I watched. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That the was new like- uh, Yorgos Lanthimos movie, which uh, you saying like, oh, I don't ever like, you know, like you, you always enjoy Bong Joon-ho movies. Mm-hmm. But you're not saying like he's one of your favorite filmmakers or yeah. anything. I kind of feel the same way with like Yorgos, uh, where I really enjoy all of his movies I've seen so far. But I'm not like, oh, he's one of my favorite filmmakers, but I always appreciate what he's making. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I thought Poor Things was, was really good. Yeah, I'm 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 really with you on that. I I have like a kind of lukewarm thing with Yorkos where I really like um I really like Dogtooth um and some of his like earlier stuff in Greek. Um, but like his American stuff can like or his English language stuff is like uh, it's mixed or like I'd like aspects about it, but like I don't think I don't think they like go far enough in the way that his older stuff uh-huh. did. Um, and also like, I, I think he's like, doesn't have like a very, like, um, there are like aspects of like a kind of distinguishing like directorial flair or like, or like repeated things like his like fish, fish islands, yeah. or, like all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But like, I don't think he's like very like visually distinctive. Like he's just not like, I don't think he like, like blocks actors that well, or they're not really doing that much. Um, but I think in poor things he does that way better and it's not just because it's like so like fantastical on the production design and all that stuff i i think generally it's like oh like you you're doing all the things that you did before but like in a in a much more like clearer and better realized like vision um yeah i guess yeah um just in terms of like blocking that's always something that i don't immediately focus on in movies like i'm like mm-hmm. oh i need to work on just like focusing on since since i work in <laughs> in the film industry and everything um i'm always like absorbed in like the other visuals and everything instead of yeah. like the actors but um yeah like i've only seen the Eng- all of his english language movies um but yeah like the visuals of this movie i thought were like really like gorgeous in a way that like reminded me of like night like late 90s like european Cinema stuff like City of Lost Children, like uh, like uh, by Jean Pierre Junet, I think that's his name. Yeah. He's uh, he did uh, Amelie. Oh also, yeah, yeah. In Alien Resurrection, which we'll get to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it just felt like because it's like you could say now, like maybe it's like oh, kind of Wes Anderson-y, like the way the boat looks and everything, mm-hmm. like in the sunset, like it all looks like artificial and like it's on stage, Connery. Yeah, it feels all very artificial, and I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And just all the extreme angles. I I don't even think we should get into like the story, but basically Emma Stone plays this character named Bella Baxter who's like learning how to be human basically. Like Robocop. Yeah, I was oh, no, I was about to like say Robocop. that this this yeah, poor things would make a great double feature with Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> like Which genu- one would you genuinely. watch first? Um I guess I don't know. I guess I guess RoboCop for well, I guess in terms of like what would be like more like genuinely in- enjoyable is probably like Poor Things first and then RoboCop just because of the length. Um, and that Poor Things is a little longer. 
Um, and then Robocop just kind of like flies by. Mm. Um, yeah, it really does. Yeah. But I think like, I think, uh, the the stuff um in robocop since it's like the the themes um uh yeah the themes are a lot more like clear um not in a like a better way or anything they're just like they're very like direct in how they work through it. it's like it kind of provides like a good like um like template and how to like read um more things i think mm. yeah yeah that's uh so we just saw that in theaters uh, i'm sure it'll be streaming soon uh, and do a double feature of poor things and yeah, it'll be <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll there'll be like re-screenings of it. They'll yeah. be screening it till like the Academy Awards and probably after. Right, mm. definitely. Uh, I have one last question before we turn to uh, RoboCop uh, for you specifically, Leo. Who do you think is a better director, John Cassavetes or Nick Cassavetes? <laughs> um, well, John didn't live long enough to do the Notebook, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he would have. Uh, yeah, he, he would have. Like, yeah, that was that was the the completion of the arc, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, he he did the Notebook, right? That was Nick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. He also has a a part in Face Off, <laughs> which rocks. Um, yeah. 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 He didn't. If only like, I mean, Peter <laughs> Falk, Ben Gazzara, they're great, but they're no like um, Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh what was i just like oh i just saw dirty dozen for like the first time recently oh yeah so that's my dipping my toes into john cassavan <laughs> it's more lee marvin territory but yeah yeah uh i'm just talking about yeah. old movies now yeah. i guess i guess uh, let's go what's, guess, what's your robert aldrick movie yeah no. uh, <laughs> do you guys want me to leave the room yeah. <laughs> i don't even know what else he directed uh, uh kiss me deadly <laughs> I don't know what that is. It rocks. Okay. I'll check it out. Uh, Let's talk about Alice doesn't live here anymore, which I just watched for the first time also, (laughs) which is awesome. Uh, Connor, you know what else is an old movie? What? By relative means. It's not brand new or anything. Which movie? Robocop. Oh my God. (laughs) You're right. It's so old. It's like 35 years old. What? It was a me, man. (laughs) You're not wrong. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. It is true. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it is indeed older than me. You no, know, I no I no I'm not yeah, no yeah, I believe it. I believe it. I just How old you are you gone? Yeah. I'm thirty. I need right. to test your blood like uh, Qui Gon Jin does to oh, yeah. uh, get my mini to miners. Qui Gon just Qui Gon's not a very good Jedi. Uh well okay, okay. Let's not talk about that right now. You know, who, you know who's a good cop? Robo-cop. Robocop. Yeah. Qui Gon. Qui Gon <laughs> The big robot that can't do stairs. Yeah. I know uh, Leo and I have just been talking to each other basically while Connor has been sitting in <laughs> silence, but we have to just get over this one part so that I can direct it towards Connery. Oh. Because uh, I feel like Leo and I have like personal experiences with Robocop franchise to a degree. <laughs> um, I what mean, like you've seen you it too? before, mm-hmm. Leo, right? That's like, right. how many, like, what, when's the first time you watched this movie? Um, I can't remember because I, I watched. I think I was telling you I watched RoboCop three first, and I think I, I think I've said this like on almost all of my appearances. Um, <laughs> I think except Resident Evil, um, but I watched it. I think I watched it in Spanish first. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was either in in Mexico where they like aired it unaired, or just like in like like Telemundo or Univision or something like that. Um, but I don't I don't remember. I've but I've seen it like. A million times at this point, probably the third one or the first one. The first one, yeah. the first one. Sorry, yeah, I love the third one. <laughs> I feel like the third one's the most aimed at kids, so yeah. that also make that's like a good entry point, I think, for the franchise. Gazundai, thank you. That's, yeah, right. I, I, I think the thing I remember for most about RoboCop Three, um, 
I got well. No, well, you guys are gonna talk about it, so I'm gonna spoil. That's okay. Well, yeah, okay, please. but there, but there's just one scene, and it's just like I can't even like I know it's tied to the end where like Robocop like puts on like turns on his like jetpack. Yeah. By I was the way, say, all I remember yeah, is jetpack. Yeah. And he like burns <laughs> burns a guy like the the CEO's like leg off or something like that. Like <laughs> oh my and, god. And, and yeah, like you said, this is the Robocop aim for kids, and it's just like terrified because i was like four or five or something yeah and i was like mommy why did he do that i was like because he's a good guy yeah because he's a bad guy so he deserved it <laughs> like, um which it took me a while to realize she was right <laughs> before you understood corporate greed yeah um, <laughs> before i understood how cool jetpacks were so you yeah. watched robocop 3 when you were like four and then when did you watch the original robocop i don't that part i don't remember i just know yeah. that it's around the same time period of just watching it like like over and over again and all but yeah uh, as a kid yeah as a kid this yeah it's always on tv i'd watch it or like yeah like i, I don't even remember the one was the first time i like consciously like put on robocop in that sense of just like yeah it's just just watched it a lot i feel like that's like our our age demographic too because i had similar experiences where i'm like oh this is on it's happening to me more so than i'm seeking out robocop mm. <laughs> like i don't know if robocop i watch cop is happening to you <laughs> like i don't know if i've even seen i had even seen the whole movie but uh one christmas i think my uncle got me like the trilogy box set or whatever on like dvd because like blu-rays weren't even around yet and uh so i watched all three robocops like in a row oh, wow. and uh I, th I must have been like 14 or something like that and uh because i yeah i had seen just clips of robocop i'm like what is this it seems really cool like he's like kind of a superhero mm. but it's also like i was starting to understand like uh like i don't know like having cinema comprehension and like about like allegories and metaphor <laughs> you're and like oh this like is that. a christ allegory yeah <laughs> hey, like, it's about I'm, capitalism I'm, in the 80s yeah, and... i'm 14 i'm very smart <laughs> <laughs> i'm very smart <laughs> i think this movie did make me feel a little smart yeah, at that yeah, age because i'm like oh wow like this this isn't just like a schlocky dumb movie it definitely feel like seems like it from the outside that it would be and i remember even like when this movie was being made everyone's like that sounds bad you know <laughs> But it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. So I watched it then, and yeah, and I was just really, really into RoboCop for a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like... Oh, sorry, Niles wants... Oh, um, they're like remnants, remnants of treat. like Bacon treat, treat? Yeah, treat crumb in here somewhere. <laughs> if I can get it. So he, can. he just wants the cookie <laughs> in your pocket. <laughs> he, found, he found a treat a treat crime that needed to be... Uh, <laughs> Stopped. Yeah. Eaten. But yeah, that's basically my history with RoboCop. I, it felt like in the same vein with Predator 2, I remember when you're on there, Leo, where it's like a movie that I rented uh, when I was too young and then like it was very violent <laughs> compared to what I expected. And I was like, wow, and especially the nu like, nuclear waste man at the end, like really freaked <laughs> yeah. me out as a kid. But uh, yeah. It uh, it made me an adult yeah, early. Like the man I am today. <laughs> Put hair on your chest. And I still can't grow chest hair. <laughs> uh, Connery, tell us your RoboCop history. My history of RoboCop was zip, zilch, nada. Today was the first time I ever saw a RoboCop. It's almost like surprising to me because I feel like this is a movie that you would really vibe with. I, I do think. vibe with it. I vibe with it well, to be honest. It's cool. <laughs> I like that the big murder robot makes animal sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of like creature design. There's like political satire. It's mm -hmm. funny. Uh, I just feel like all the commercial interstitials and like the, yeah. the news yeah. report interstitials the news, are like the news things are my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just like like what made you not ever see this? Basically, it like, just was never just like passive. 
it was just never in my headspace. I feel like when I was like 14 or 15 or even 16, like when this like would hit really, really good, I was just actively yeah. doing other things. And I was just like, oh, musicals are great. I'm really in that world right now. Oh, superheroes are just starting to be interesting to me. But then RoboCop is kind of like a superhero, like you said. So but he just really I heard the name, but I never really had like the instinct to go like watch the movie that and like, you know. My mom and sister, we have one TV room. I'm never going to get a chance to be able to watch that. <laughs> really? sure. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, they should have made a RoboCop musical on you. Yeah, <laughs> then exactly. I'd be right there. Yeah. That would have been great. They made a Rocky one. Why not RoboCop? Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. A splatter zone in the front. Yeah. <laughs> have they made a Rambo uh, musical? Not yet, but hey, first songs coming to a theater near you. Instead of first, oh, blood, first, song. first yeah, song. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> like, wait, instead of First Blood? Yeah. Yeah. What? Isn't that, <laughs> oh, wait, Last Blood, Last Song. What is it? What is, what is Rainbow What? Yeah, that's no, First Blood. Yeah, yeah. Don't joke. apologize. Yeah, you okay. had a good joke. I just got confused for no reason. <laughs> you, you were like being like, oh, yeah, like Mean Girls, but like they don't show any of the songs yeah, in the Mean Girls it. musical. They don't show uh, the <laughs> actual age <laughs> Sylvester Stallone now singing. <laughs> On a stage. All the music is by Frank Stallone. Oh, great. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, I feel like also if you had this on your TV, your mom would probably like oh, turn it off. Oh, it stopped me immediately. Because it's extremely gruesome <laughs> yeah, for yeah, like, yeah. A, a kid. Uh, yeah, I barely got away with playing Emirated Games when I was 17, 16. Yeah. When you were of age? From when I was mature. When you were mature, yeah. When I was mature, yeah. Mature. Yeah. And don't take it to heart. That was her whole credo to me. She'd be like, don't do that. Don't do that in real life. I'm like, I don't think I can do that in real life. So. Don't become a RoboCop. Yeah. Don't you can't don't, become RoboCop. Don't go on a 25 kill uh, streak and, get, <laughs> and, and arm a nuclear weapon. It's not. That's not who you are. Yeah. Don't uphold the law. Yeah. Don't uphold the law. You can't climb the monster yeah. and stab it in the head. That's not who you are. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was your reaction. Good movie. I I, had, I thought it was a lot of fun. The news mm -hmm. bits are my favorite. It made me be like, I feel like. Frank Miller directly stole this to make The Dark Knight Returns, the oh, news bits. Like, I mean, completely. Frank Miller wrote uh, RoboCop 3. He did write yeah. yeah, and he wrote RoboCop 3. So I'm like, I feel like he took direct inspiration from RoboCop 1. Absolutely. To do that those news rules in The Dark Knight Returns. I was mm -hmm. like, absolutely. It's the same exact vibe. <laughs> he's like, we watched that. And he's like, I'm going to I'm gonna kill David Letterman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, is David Letterman in Dark Knight Returns? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is, and he yeah. kills him? Yeah, he, he gasses him. Yeah. Why would he do that? The Joker's on the talk show. Why not yeah. Jay Leno? I don't know. Because he'd get away in his car? Yeah, he'd get away in one of his many cars. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, car the Joker. Like he puts a, I put my denim on and cover, <laughs> cover my mouth. I cover my mouth. I cover my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm safe from the Joker's gas. Yeah. <laughs> you see this? You hear about this? You see this? Joker's <laughs> gas doesn't work on me. My shit protects. <laughs> nice car, Batman. Nice <laughs> car, Batman. How, How much for it? <laughs> Just three Jay Leno's. I got to eat. We're theory naming the podcast three Leno's. I got plenty of room in this garage of Burbank, Batman. DC presents three Leno's. Jay Leno becomes a villain of Batman because he wants his car and that's yeah. all he wants and yeah. Batman won't sell it to him. Wait, does he get those amazing toys? Uh, now, now I feel bad because then he could like, he could relate to the Joker because he, he burnt himself with the gas. So. What? Remember oh. he, he Oh no! Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, I just Wait, thought of that. Just you like, mean Two-Face? Yeah, well, doesn't, well, <laughs> Joker's got scars. They've all got scars. They all got scars. Oh, inside man. or out. Yeah. I'm never opening for Jay Leno at Flappers Comedy Club yeah, in Burbank no, anymore. <laughs> Something in the way. <laughs> Something in the way. This yeah. is Batman's car. I need it. <laughs> yeah. Wow, nice car, Batman. 
at my driveway. <laughs> and we've severely buried the dead. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was really fun. I thought I think it's cool and funky and silly and I don't know. It's very, very much an eighties movie. I just yeah. had a lot of fun with it. I I liked the very end. It was like you're fired. And he's like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you literally shouted, "You're fired!" before uh, the president guy shouted, yeah, was like, "You're fired!" fired. <laughs> you're fired. Like, yay! Or yeah, what if like RoboCop was not like good at like um, reading or understanding movies to know that he's like, "Oh, that's my cue." <laughs> he's just like, yeah. he's like, what does that mean? It's like, oh, I don't wait. understand corporate. Yeah. <laughs> lie. Yeah. Lie. You're lying, creep. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I just I just enjoyed that. I thought it was good. It's very good corporate uh, commentary and just like it's kind of like Cyberpunk 2077. Oh god, <laughs> my, oh my god. They should put RoboCop in there. That'd be fun. And they really should. He'd be a great Easter egg. I'm pretty sure he does exist somewhere in there. I wouldn't doubt it. But or at least his gun maybe, who knows. <laughs> <laughs> Have either of you seen The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across Eighth Dimension? Yeah. No. That movie rocks. What? Connery. <laughs> Connery. You, you just say yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's you would Connery, you would really like this movie. Yeah, yeah. you would, you would it's really like Gonzo. this movie. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. it's also Peter Weller. Um and it's it was right before this movie, I feel oh, like, okay. or a couple of years before. Yeah. I feel like my part of my headset just blew out. <laughs> you just got so excited. Oh yeah, it definitely did. And this yeah. is the one I use for oh no, it's back. Okay, good. These are also the headset I use for my PlayStation. Oh, okay. Well we got a game right time. Yeah. I gotta get a new headset. Yeah. No. Not for recording, but for gaming. Um, yeah, Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension. Uh, Peter Peter Parker, I almost said Peter. Peter Griffin. Peter. Peter. They're all in Fortnite Price now. Yeah. Price is on Infinite Peter. You hear about this Fortnite? Fortnite. <laughs> Jay Leno's in Fortnite. You can kill Letterman with a shotgun. It's Jay Leno in Fortnite. <laughs> Sometimes I'm about to think I hate myself for doing stuff like this. I'm like, no, I love myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this movie, I won't repeat the whole thing. Buckaroo Banzai mm -hmm. is this 80s movie. I can't even remember who directed it. Uh, Peter Weller is Buckaroo Banzai. He has a, a rock band mm -hmm. and he plays saxophone in it, right? Wow. Yeah, he's. it's like the, the idea is like, um, it's kind of like um, a movie that's kind of like a like a kind of adventure serial where you're just like right in the middle of it, where you're kind of expected like... Everyone knows who Buckaroo Banzai is in this world. Like he's, yeah. a, like, he's a rock star, rocket scientist, yeah, like rock astronaut, like like brain surgeon, like badass person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just like the, the coolest guy. He's like the Flash Gordon or like yeah. um, like w whatever of this world. And so like the the way the movie treats is that everyone everyone knows him and this is just like one of a series of adventures <laughs> um, and you're just like jumping into it. Nice. He has a crew of like friends and everything that are also in the band. Jeff Goldblum is dressed like a cowboy but like isn't a cowboy. <laughs> He's a cowboy. Yeah. And, and they've uh, all got like cool names i'm trying to remember what was like was it like handsome terry or like what was yeah it? yeah like be beautiful like terry like beautiful. they're all like <laughs> yeah terry. yeah it's all funny stuff like that yeah they're all they're everybody looks like a like a jojo uh character oh okay i'm yeah. getting hooked now yeah okay i'm getting it and yeah, wait, do you say like Jojo? Yeah, like Jojo's Bizarre. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like, and everyone stands like that too. Like, like, <laughs> the, the end credits uh, sequence too is this, I'm all walking down like uh, this like abandoned area in LA basically, or like nice. uh, the, the the reservoir. I forget what it's called in like San Fernando Valley. Mm -hmm. um, 
they're all just walking towards the camera and like smiling at each yeah. other and like walking <laughs> down. And it's uh, Wes Anderson homages that in the Life Aquatic, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like the crew walking down. But uh, yeah, I don't. I, I remember watching that. I think right after RoboCop because I'm like, oh, Peter Weller. Like I was like really into him for a yeah. bit because I'm like, what else is he in? I don't even really know anything else he's in. And like, so it was just that and Buck Rubanzo that I knew about back then. Uh, yeah, and there's an alien invasion, and it's really weird. And I don't even think I like loved it as a kid, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, this is really interesting. So I'm gonna go back and watch this a bunch of times yeah, just because like, I don't know if I still love it, but like. Just the ideas involved, like yeah. why? How did anybody ever make this movie? This insane. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's oh, yeah. cool. Leo, was your experience with RoboCop with Rob with Robert Cop? Robert Cop. I can't, I can't help saying that. Um, like in general, or like, well, I guess we talked about like my first experience, but like, watching the, like it, watching yeah. it now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I just like to me, like RoboCop is a kind of like perfect perfect like pulpy movie um that just has a lot like going on in it but it's also like like intensely satisfying like it's just like viscerally just like fun and cool it's like it appeals to it's really like, punchy yeah like, it feels like, like a gun exactly like yeah. it, the sound the look um like everything about it but that but also there's a lot going on um and yeah like i think in in like previous like viewings i think about like like we're talking about like the capitalism stuff and there's a, there's a definite like, like, um, class critique that's going on in it. Um, I think this time because like, (laughs) because I, I've been (laughs) reading a lot of like, like psychoanalysis, psychoanalysis and like Freud and Moni Klein and all these kind of guys, um, and gals. Um, but like, yeah, that, that aspect like sticks out to me like way more in a way that like, is like exciting and I'm kind of want to like go look up like what people have written about um like RoboCop and like you should write uh, your thesis on RoboCop. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it'd be fun. Like I yeah, just like the roles of like memory, like dreams, like desire desire in like ideology and like the kind of like desire in the commodity and consumer culture. It's 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 just super cool. <laughs> there's like, a lot. Yeah. No, there's a there's a lot. But that's that's what like um there's also really big guns that blow things up. No, yeah, and yeah. and co ed showers and that kind of and stuff. Co ed <laughs> showers, yeah. yeah. A repeated theme for for Paul Verhoeven. Yeah, it's in Starship Troopers, <laughs> yeah. just like a lot of the political satire stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, I really, I, I did hone in on that stuff a, a lot more too. Like when he is, when Murphy dies or is shot and then they're using him to become RoboCop, mm-hmm. uh, when he keeps like waking up and seeing all the scientists mm-hmm. and then like at the party especially, I'm like, this is so like mentally fucked because it's yeah. just like, I don't, yeah. I don't even know if he has like consciousness like anymore or mm-hmm. yet or, you know, or it's, like, you don't know where he is mentally anymore because yeah. mm-hmm. he definitely doesn't think he's Murphy. And he's just like, I am a thing that exists and I just don't know what's happening. You yeah. Know? Like, he just, he's just a little baby. Yeah. Yeah. He, he needs his baby food. What? Where does baby food? Oh, a baby. You heard about oh, that? Yeah. Baby cop? Wait, baby. <laughs> the Jays are back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> they their way out of the grave. Get out of here. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's like <laughs> RoboCop is targeting a warehouse full of Jay Leno's. <laughs> it's like a jingle all the way, except all the Santas yeah. in the warehouse. <laughs> um, or, or just RoboCop. Uh, what's uh, he, Okay, so he basically consumes baby food, but yep. like, does RoboCop poop? Like, what happens? I think he has like a disposal thing, maybe. Yeah, he probably just has like a he's catheter got, kind like of thing. Like leaks yeah. out of him. Just <laughs> leaks out of him. Like a, like a bag. Yeah. Is that sweat, RoboCop? You smell like shit. <laughs> It's like there's so much about just creating like 
the mythos of RoboCop that makes it seem like him, make him seem so like um, cool. And like they went on to like make action figures of him and everything mm-hmm. where it's like, really it's like a political commentary movie, but it's also like, wow, like RoboCop's cool. He's like the yeah. best cop. Yeah. It's like, even like him walking the like clunk, clunk, mm-hmm. clunk. It kind of simulates the idea, uh, I don't know if subconsciously is the right word, but like of spurs on like a cowboy's boots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's 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 the thing that is sticky out to me a lot about it is is like um the the idea of like um like desire being something that like <laughs> that like that like can break you out of or like has the potential of like breaking you out of like some kind of like ideological like like hold where you're like stuck in that. We're like, okay, he's supposed to be he's supposed to be a just a robot and and like and the human stuff is just there to like facilitate him being like his 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 like his unconscious experience uh, as a cop is the only thing that is what matters but the like the unconscious has like a lot more stuff so including Mm -hmm. the stuff about like his family like him like yeah the him twirling the gun Mm -hmm. um and that kind of being this thing where like even though this the gun twirling is and the cop show is like a kind of like um thing that's supposed to like uh like like how pe- he, people consume like um just like regular like pop culture and they just kind of like inherently just kind of like like uncritically like assume the kind of the kind of assumptions of that kind of stuff so oh, like, you mean like tj laser yeah tj laser yeah but then somehow the thing that is supposed to like kind of like um like like repress or like kind of like um gear you towards um being like a good citizen and following like these kind of like ideological rules and and structures is also the same thing that like can help him like uncover his his like true self or whatever or it's like actual like memories of him that aren't like useful for the corporation yeah like him being a robot in itself is kind of like a commentary on like corporations and everything too i feel like and it's like he's not an individual he's just operating on the basis of the company and everything and in the police force which is bought out by the company but as he's becoming more himself and murphy he's becoming an individual like able to make his own decisions and everything um but then he's also more uh like morally correct than the cops i guess because they have like their own mo of to do what they're told to do Mm because like when they're all shooting robocop you know it's like yeah they i mean they like some of them like don't do it but at the same time they they most of them do yes a grand majority yeah yeah so like some of them just (laughs) like and they're not like the ones that like the three that like say like we're not shooting murphy um let's skedaddle yeah they don't like (laughs) you know try it like i guess I mean, what can you do, I guess, in that in that aspect, in the same way that like any kind of like highly regimented structure is just like, well, I can't do anything, but I am not going to participate. And that's going to make me feel better, even though they're still going to like um, kill my buddy for the second time. <laughs> for the uh, second time. Yeah. And yeah. And and I think that structure, too, is like it's I think it's no coincidence that's like it's just repeating his like death from before. So it's yeah. just like him him reliving um being killed by clarence boddicker and all those guys right dead or alive you're coming with me (laughs) like seeing a ghost and stuff too Mm -hmm. um yeah the issue with this movie having just seen it connery is that i feel like there's like layers and layers and layers of stuff and it's like i'm not saying that you're not like i'm i'm not saying you didn't pick up on even obviously (laughs) but it's just like both me like both of us have had like a decade to process all of this stuff muse over the (laughs) and you're like hey i watched this 20 minutes ago (laughs) yeah yeah give me a minute to process (laughs) yeah sorry yeah yeah we can like go into different no no please i've been enjoying hearing about this it's like 
it's of course like you know everything you guys say makes sense so it all makes sense yeah or even like there's a there's a second thing that like i thought of that i'd never noticed until now was like the very the very first line of the movie is about it's about um apartheid south africa being yeah. nuclearly armed it's like yeah. wow okay cool um well not cool i'm sorry um but it's a no yeah cool as in very interesting um uh decision for the story not um yeah immediately it's yeah. like a ruling white military french made neutron bomb uh, to use yeah. as like a last ditch effort. Just like, Oh my God, it's like horrifying, like yeah. all of this stuff, but it's also close enough to the truth that it like, you know, yeah, it resonates. Like, that could happen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> In like the worst case scenario that could happen. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, <laughs> Remember, we care the commercial, yeah. and then just and then like, three cops are found dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three cops, three cops are killed on this. <laughs> just like if that stuff wasn't in this movie, so, it just wouldn't no. be as effective. I feel like mm -hmm. it's really. I was like, that must be so fun to like go off and like film these like weird like TV shows yeah. or like commercials or the news channel stuff. That must have been like so fun and weird. <laughs> yeah, they even go into. Uh, uh, detail and all that stuff in the doc. Like I think nice. one of the producers just went and shot the TJ laser thing, like in a, in a parking lot, <laughs> cool. you know, and they just added the, the, uh, lasers and everything. Nice. But, uh, 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 uh I don't remember what I was going to say about all those interstitials. Oh, like the whole, like this movie, just see if you don't have any, like if you're not looking at it allegorically, metaphorically, like if it or satirically, anything, it just, yeah, it could just be like, just the look of the movie, I feel like, and even the music feels kind of like uh, a little dumb in terms of being like, mm -hmm. oh, like just iconic, like archetype hero, you know, yeah. like it's very simple, cut and dry, you know, but it's adding all of the layers on top of it. Mm -hmm. And then that also being humorous and then also like towing that line and like it being funny, but like not too goofy, mm -hmm. except for maybe the henchmen get a little too ridiculous at points. <laughs> I like know? the henchmen. Yeah. yeah. I, I always like, I guess, I guess some people just like, unlike a pure, like their reaction to it don't might not like some of it, but it's, I, or at least like the, the guy with the laugh, I know people don't like, um, <laughs> but I like the keep it up. He was like a Keep hyena laughing. man. It was yeah. good. Yeah. It was like his thing. Everybody had a thing. What one guy's thing was having weird facial hair. And <laughs> it's my thing. That's, that's my thing. <laughs> that's just, I'm, a mustache. <laughs> Everyone has shotguns. Ray Wise is there. Yeah. yeah. Ray Wise is there. Uh, Ray Wise also said in the documentary, he's like, my favorite scene to shoot was the club scene. Cause there's a lot of like topless women. I love that. I'm like, Great. Great, which I was telling cool. you guys like before we were recording, it's like a lot of the stuff that they interviewed people that people talked about, not that they asked questions about specifically. They just, but just, just like, openly start talking about yeah, it. Yeah, men talking me, about like... You. Let me tell you how great the 80s were. Women being hot, <laughs> Peter Weller fucking a bunch of people in his trailer, and like Paul oh Verhoeven. God. Just, you know, if anybody knows anything about Paul Verhoeven, he's like one of the horniest film directors like mm -hmm. of all time. Mm -hmm. um, we salute you. We salute you. Uh, still have to see. It's a miracle you get the men from that time to bring up that stuff without really any prompts at all. <laughs> yeah, I was like Ray Wise, like, ugh. like you look like the kind of guy that would be talking about this stuff openly, but like, uh, I wish you. Yeah, you like, look. No. Yeah, Ray Wise, you look like Leland Palmer. <laughs> yeah, right. Like a little too close. <laughs> Put two pictures up next to each yeah. other. <laughs> he wasn't acting at all. <laughs> That's him. Shh, do you hear that? Thought not. 
That's the sound of Silence's Golden, the only security system with a built-in silencer installed in all of our automatic home defense weapons. They do the work so you can get through the night and to work on time. Don't let a thief ruin your good sleep. Silence is golden. Shh. Yeah, we haven't talked about Paul Verhoeven uh, much yet. Yeah. But uh, have you seen any of his other movies, Leo? Um. Yeah, I think quite a lot of them. I think I'm. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. I'm, I, maybe it's more helpful to the, to the ones I haven't seen. I haven't seen. Um. I haven't seen his earlier movies that were in Dutch. Um, yeah, I, I haven't seen those. Yeah, either. I've seen. What have I seen? Rob, what are, I should look I've at his. Seen film. Robocop. Yeah, no, I've seen. <laughs> Rob, what are, what, what's his filmography? Total like, Recall. Yeah. De- yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! I saw that movie. <laughs> Basic Instinct. Yeah. Showgirls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Starship Troopers. Uh, hell yeah! Have you seen any of those, Connery? Mm, no. Ooh, I would love to cover Starship Troopers at some point, but there's also like a bunch of junky sequels. It seems yeah. I haven't seen them. Uh, see Basic Instinct. Oh, I've Basic, seen Basic, Instinct. Basic Instinct. And then yeah. see Basic Instinct too. Oh yeah, oh, right. Instinct. Showgirls too. Pennies yeah, from Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do really want to cover yeah. Showgirls one day because that yeah. movie is like really interesting. Yeah, like yeah. just all the performances going on in that movie. Yeah, and make sure it's all guys on the. On the movie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll have Kyle McLaughlin on. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Hollow Man. Didn't we watch that oh, together, yeah. Connor? We did watch Hollow Man together. Yes, <laughs> that's, Hollow Man. Yeah. That's yeah. another with like Kevin Spacey. Yeah, that Kevin put him Spacey. in Kevin Spacey. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I mean Kevin Spacey would be in line with I, that because it's yeah. pretty like sexually creepy. But yeah. there's also an invisible gorilla, which I like a lot. Yeah, there. that's yeah. really fun. There's um, Kevin Bacon's CGI penis in it <laughs> with its with its skin burnt off. Um, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, gonna watch that movie again. Yeah. Hollow Man. <laughs> Slowly. Slowly. <laughs> His wiener is hollow now. Yeah. <laughs> did you see L or Benedetta? Um, I, yeah, I've seen L. I I somehow did not see Benedetta. Even though say, it's yeah. exactly my kind say, of thing. Both of those feel like Leo territory. Um, yeah. Absolutely <laughs> my kind of thing. I well, I wanted to see Benedetta um, when it was in theaters, and I I missed out on that. Um, but yeah, horny um, nuns is like. Great. Um, Great. Um, L is fantastic. L, I love L. Um, just absolutely like great, fantastic. Um, like really, really messed up. Um, uh, erotic thriller, kind of. Maybe I, I might even be, just be in trouble by calling it an erotic right, thriller, considering yeah. what it's about. But it is. It's. I mean, that's what it's about for sure. There's it's there's a lot of ter- yeah, more it, than Leo territory. It's Verhoeven territory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's very interested in extreme violence, especially like I feel like in American movies, and then yeah, and then and sexuality in general, yeah, and like all tr- like trespassing on like going past transgressive, the yeah, yeah, transgressing. Yeah. Um, I've seen most of those except for L and Vendetta. Uh, I never watched Black Book, which is like his like World War Two, yeah, thing. But uh, I did see Flesh and Blood, which is a movie right before this. Is that uh, Rucker Hauer in that? Yeah, yeah. Rucker Hauer, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, and I don't know other people. It's like a medieval uh, yeah. movie, and it's also very graphic, both in violence and like sexual. Uh, like I think there's sexual violence and stuff too. Yeah. So it's just like yeah. all the things Verhoeven's interested in. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I even like not even just because it's a Verhoeven movie. I, I would want to see it just because like there's so like few like medieval movies or about movies about like like the medieval period that are that. Like, I mean, there are like some kind of like 
like jokier ones or like a night sailor stuff, but there's not very many that are army like, of darkness. Yeah. Army. The cla- <laughs> yeah. The most accurate, um, the, most accurate. the last duel. Yeah. I didn't see that. She's oh, you should. Yeah. yeah. Uh, kingdom of heaven, I guess. That's yeah. What say it, so. I, I hear the, the director's cut is actually like genuinely pretty good. Yeah. So waiting on that Napoleon director's cut, <laughs> the seven hour, <laughs> um, TV version. Well, once it's a TV show, I don't want to see it. It's just five hours long. Joaquin Phoenix is just going nom, 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 <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Wait, Napoleon. Did we see that together? I don't remember. No, I, I, I didn't see Napoleon. Okay. Um, it's a lot of Joaquin Phoenix making weird sounds to no. his wife. Cause he's like absolutely <laughs> obsessed with her. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's the point. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Um, Flesh and Blood, I remember I did like, but it was like a little too much for me. But um, related to that, uh, Basil Polidorus did the score for that movie. He also did Robocop. Um, he also did scores for like Red Dawn, Conan the oh. Barbarian. He worked with John Milius a lot. Oh, um, yeah. Those are good scores. Yeah. I, I've always really been into Polidorus because it's just very like, like, Bombastic. Yeah, yeah, bombastic. I was gonna say oomphy, but bombastic is yeah. a better word. Oomphy, loomphy, oomphy. Yeah, it's all polka That's, music. No, I think oomphy is like a like a David. What not? What is his name? The Tim Burton. Um, Danny Elfman. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost that is almost polka. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've always liked Paul Doris's score because like it's very like yeah. Uh, bombastic like you said there's a lot of like metal hitting going on in the background <laughs> both in this and conan um yeah. he's done less like big movie scores than i like remember but like i think i've just watched a lot of schlocky movies that he's also done the score for <laughs> mm. but uh I, what'd you guys think of the music in this it's pretty cool uh, the nightclub scene was pretty good and then like everything else i i really enjoyed it's very uh it's very cool it's, at least it feels very heroic <laughs> Yeah, every time I watch this movie, I like end up like singing the the main theme to myself like yeah. for like weeks. <laughs> yeah, me too. I haven't. It's very new sheriff in town. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I haven't seen this movie in a f- like since 2018. Like looking at my letterboxed. Uh, wow, that's how long I've had that app for. Wow. Um, and I still just have that in my head every once in a while, just because <laughs> I I don't know the music just always sticks out to me in, in some of the lines, and I'm usually really bad at remembering lines, so. Connor, you talk more. <laughs> I talk more. <laughs> I don't know. You guys have gone so many cool places. That's uh, a really cool place. It's a really cool place. Yeah, show show you a cool place. I don't have one. <laughs> What's your favorite part of the movie? I I told you I, I like the news reports and I like the commercials. I think they're really 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 good. Yeah. I like the one with the dinosaur, this really claymation thing, and <laughs> then it, then it's just a big car. I'm like that seems so on point for just car commercial oh, it's the, the six thousand sux yeah <laughs> yeah and also the the guy holding everyone hostage in the uh city hall <laughs> oh, yeah. oh i love that part so <laughs> much yes when he's like making all these insane demands because he lost the mayor in the mayoral election <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just just like so good <laughs> Also in the documentary, they're like, oh, yeah, the motivation for the actor was that he had only eaten stuff out of, like, the uh, snack machine because he's been holed up there for, like, three days. So he's just oh been God. eating, like, chocolates and stuff, so he's all hyped up. He's like, I need some coffee, and <laughs> I need a car with bad gas mileage. Yeah. With bad gas mileage. That was really fast. up gas mileage. Yeah, I really yeah. like that bit. <laughs> Chemical Man is gross and scary. I I, yeah. I was so relieved when he died. <laughs> yeah, well, he was like, kill me. <laughs> Everyone's like, get out of my way. I got other things yeah. to do. And just the way he died. I rem- yeah, I 
I feel like the first time I saw this movie was at my grandma's house because that's where we had Christmas and that's where I got that DVD box set. <laughs> so I just remember sitting in my grandma's living room in her very like 70s-esque <laughs> living room uh, and just seeing a man eviscerated by being hit by a car because oh. he's just all nuclear juice inside. Yeah. You know? Did grandma love it? or I didn't watch it with my grandma, but my grandma does actually like like really like violent movies i remember seeing mad max Fury road like she went to go see it uh, in theaters with us because that was like the right around when i graduated college yeah after, um, the, after the betrayal of jacob after the betrayal of jacob i went to go see it with my family instead wow. uh and she was like i really like that movie i'm like well that's awesome <laughs> it's like I, you know what else i like i like cannibal holocaust <laughs> i like the guinea movies <laughs> that's like when uh my me my family along with my grandma my benga went to go see uh the favorite and she thought that was gonna be a very different movie than what it actually was <laughs> did she like it no oh. <laughs> she, it was the opposite she actively hated it but it was the opposite of my grandma i, I remember everyone the theater so uncomfortable i was like well i thought that was great yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was like no honor you like benga the benga's not happy and i'm like <laughs> go watch the green knight with benga yeah uh, she might actually like the green knight <laughs> i wish she was still here she would like the green knight <laughs> But yeah, my grandma always had these DVDs of like, I never heard of this movie. Like, I guess I'll check it out. Like she had a DVD of Ronin, like the John Frankenheimer oh, yeah. movie. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is this? Is this like, I think I had heard of Heat, but I hadn't even seen Heat before. But then she also had like just really serious like stuff like like the English patient. <laughs> so I feel like I discovered quite a bit of cinema through my grandma who is like not like does not consider herself like a movie person really like mm. she just likes really intense violent movies <laughs> which i think is cool like but, every, yeah. every person she shows you the green room <laughs> to to the comedy club yeah <laughs> to flappers to flappers i still haven't been to flappers gotta go to flappers <laughs> this is like neo-nazi jay leno <laughs> <laughs> instead of patrick stewart yeah. oh my god you're not gonna know you're not gonna know yeah, you hear about this guy named Hitler? Yeah. You hear about this guy? I think he's got great ideas. He must be stopped. Robocop, take him down. Uh, take him down. The Jays keep climbing you know, out of their graves. <laughs> Jay Leno has a has a uh, denim suit um, designed by Hugo Boss. <laughs> <laughs> I did ask, uh, like, I don't know, two years ago, I asked uh, one of the first ACs I was working with, like, hey, because uh, she she does, she works on a lot of, like, comedy stuff. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, you want to go see Jay Leno at Flappers? Uh, <laughs> she just laughed. She's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, fine. <laughs> I'll see Jay Leno with you, Tyler. Okay, let's go. I'm sure I, he'd be good. Yeah, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. sure he's good. I just don't stand by his uh, beliefs. <laughs> What's his beliefs, Carl? The, the Hitler song. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I hope he never uh, listens to this. <laughs> He's like, God, come oh. on your podcast and make some corrections. Yeah. Oh, Robocop, my favorite movie. <laughs> my favorite movie. <laughs> Check this out. I hope they talk about the role of desire. <laughs> <laughs> the role of desire. <laughs> <laughs> we're a team. They talk about me getting gas. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast it's is like our Jay Lunas are like slowly turning into uh, Curly from the Space Week. Yeah, Oh, I thought you, I, th I thought that was Jabberjaw. Jabber Jabberjaw. <laughs> yeah. You're naming Street Sharks now. Mm -hmm. Is that a street shark? Uh, yeah, Jabberjaw Jabber is is a, a shark of the streets, but he is a car instead of rollerblades. Oh, he does have a car. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, he, he okay. like drives. He doesn't drive the car, but he. 
is it passive? Are you thinking of that anim- that uh, anthropomorphic Jeep? Dune buggy? Yeah, Dune buggy. <laughs> no, no, oh, the they, boomerang classic. Yeah, they, I feel like but I'm having a stroke. They have a <laughs> no, uh, well. He this plays is all real. Ja- Jabberjaw plays the drums. Um, Jabberjaw does, but play they the drums. He, they do. He, I think they do ride a car because they have to get to gigs. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he doesn't drive the car, and the car doesn't talk. I thank God. I'm pretty sure. Here's a picture of Jabberjaw Col- Connery. Get cultured. Oh, I know who yeah. Jabberjaw is. Okay, there yeah. he is. And he, I know that. And he talks He's like the drummer. Curly. Yeah, and he talks like Curly. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He does does he like have curly. a car? Um, With Jabberjaw car? Type in Jabberjaw car. And then <laughs> Jay, Jay Leno. <laughs> That's Jay uh, Leno. They, yeah, he has like an underwater car that he barely fits in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why yeah, would he get it humans. that small? What? Just, why would he get it that small? Like, you, are you implying that he shrunk it down? No, no, I like, just, like he, he's, he's big tu- as he is, but he bought a small-ass car that He's a touring musician. He can't just yeah. know that much. Like the, he if, doesn't if, know yeah. that. I guess he's a shark, but... Yeah. He's also on the Scoobypedia. There's a picture of him in a Scooby, Vel- Velma. Uh, Scoobypedia? Yeah, Scoobypedia. Oh, Get cultured, Leo. It's going to keep saying that to yeah. everybody now. I always feel like they hung out with the mystery gang a lot. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I mean it's all boomerang. Yeah, I mean that's the not that ha- that's like a franchise. It's, it's like Batman. Batman yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like when Batman would hang out with the Mystery Inc. gang. You're like, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Jabberjaw yeah, drives the six thousand SUX of the sea. <laughs> Good. Let's talk. Let's do like a twenty minute bit about snorks and like and put Jay Leno in there somehow. <laughs> Why is this so? We need to stop. <laughs> I regret even saying his name one more time. Hey, it's just RoboCop. like RoboCop are making so much social commentary. Yeah. Jay Leno's bigger than he's ever been. <laughs> his chin is bigger than ever. His chin is bigger than ever. Yeah, imagine him. Of BBs. Imagine if if he got the role of RoboCop. Oh my God. <laughs> All you would see is chin. Yeah, it's like Batman. He would, <laughs> he would die right away because everyone would know. Just like, shoot that thing that's sticking out of his face. <laughs> This all sucks. I mean, it, this all SUX. Um, <laughs> Connery, do you remember the part in RoboCop when RoboCop punches his fist through the wall like Ben Affleck Batman? Like Dark Knight Returns Batman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Another thing Frank Miller took. Yeah, yeah. right? He's a thief. <laughs> He's a weird thief. My nickname for this episode was almost rudimentary paste. Mm. Um, let's talk about Boddicker. Boddicker. Red? Yeah, Red Foreman, uh, played by Kurt Woodsmith. Yeah, uh, I think this is the first thing I ever saw him in. He's an exceptional villain. I thought he did a really good yeah, job. Fucking fantastic. Yeah, just he's got he's got so many great lines and he like just nails every single one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's that's there's a reason why he's like leading the the all yeah. the the mobs, not only mobsters, whatever they are, the street gang. He's like I don't the know. angriest looking dork, and like yeah. he has such presence to him that yeah. you're like, I'll listen to you, yeah, because you're fucking crazy. Yeah, he's like actually psycho. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I saw this first, and then that '70s show. Did mm-hmm. either of you watch that '70s show? I watched some yeah. of it. That's why I was like, oh, yeah, that's red. Yeah, I watched. I watched it a lot. Me too. He was one of my favorite parts of that show. Yeah, yeah he's funny in that show. Apparently, he's in that '90s show too. Yeah. By the way, have you watched that? No. Is that still a thing? Is that I, I don't that, know if it got canceled or what? Yeah. What What did the show do? <laughs> no, that was the guy from the show uh, who's actually in prison now. Um, oh yeah. Oh, from the '70s show. Yeah. <sighs> who every once in a while will show up in uh, uh, like a '90s movie that I'm watching. I'm like, God damn it! Like he's like in there for and has a couple lines. I'm like, which, get out which of guy here. is this? I don't know. And I don't uh, he plays remember. Hyde. Yeah. Um, oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Dan, Danny Masterson. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Bleh. Now's now's the grease. That's right. Uh, that 90s show has one season. 
This is what the content people are looking for. And we this. all want reboots of the same thing happening over and over again. It's not a reboot. It's a continuation. Yeah. It's uh -huh. the 90s. The, the yeah, legacy yeah. continues. The legacy continues. The legacy sequel. We're back, Chewie. We're home. <laughs> uh, season two. We're back, kitty. <laughs> <laughs> On the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, season two comes out this year. Oh wow! For anyone interested going. in that Nike yeah, show, I'm there. Got my popcorn. I'm already there. Yeah. Uh, having a, a, a wiener dog myself, I like it when um, there's an episode where there's a wiener dog on the uh, on the counter. You feel represented. And then Red is like, "What's that dog doing on the corner on the counter?" And then uh, Kitty is like, "He likes to feel tall." <laughs> I'm like, "It's true. My dog does like to feel tall." <laughs> Anyways, RoboCop, what else? Wow. <laughs> all the all the HUD stuff, like all the green and everything, mm -hmm. like, you know, this was before CG effects to any magnitude of being able to pull that off. So it's all like painted in frame by frame. Oh, wow. Really? Uh, by the effects artists and everything. Just oh. all the, like the zooming in and like the silhouettes of people as he's targeting them, all that stuff. And like all the scan lines when he's first waking up, yeah. I think is uh, it's all drawn in. I think sometimes maybe it's a filter that they put in front of the lens, but mm -hmm. I think mostly it's all stuff they had to like filter through, print out the film and then like run it through again with like a different effect on top of yeah. it. It's all optical effects. So, uh, yeah, I guess I did learn some stuff from the documentary aside from <laughs> hey. every, all the men being like <laughs> leches and creeps. <laughs> But also, Peter Weller was like really pissed when the uh, suit didn't work. Like they have audio of it. He's like, "The suit doesn't fucking work!" Like, he's, like, freaking out. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, there's too much shit on. Too yeah, much too shit. Because the suit was really hard to figure out at first, and like if it didn't work or if it looked stupid, then like this movie would have been dumb as hell. Because yeah. it's like the whole thing in this movie, yeah, you know. I always like the detail that like he like the suit still doesn't really work so like whenever he gets in the car like it cuts before <laughs> he actually like sits like, yeah like he can't really fit i think they had they had to do use a different car too because he like was so big with the suit on he couldn't yeah. fit in a normal car <laughs> it's like shack driving a car i guess oh wow what do you think of the suit connery i think the suit's cool it looks really really tight i'm aware of how iconic he looks and uh you've already ordered your own i've ordered my own and it's coming in the mail <laughs> on tuesday i'll see you guys in hell uh, <laughs> but but no it, it's really cool i my only other i the only robocop movie i actually seen was the reboot that they did mm. oh yeah right yeah that is your history so that is actually my history with robocop i've seen the reboot with michael keaton as the bad guy <laughs> as robocop, as robocop. I, would, I would see that i would too yeah. that'd be I'd an excellent idea <laughs> i'd buy that for a dollar just one from redbox <laughs> but yeah i thought that black suit was cool but then i was like i was like oh this one's way just way more iconic and like i like the clunk and like it looks so heavy and indestructible <laughs> who played robocop in the remake oh i don't remember but he's I, only a head and lungs in one part joel kinnaman Joel Kinnaman? Yeah, he is a guy the, who's in things. The Kinnaman? Uh, Kinnaman? <laughs> you hear about this guy? Kinnaman? <laughs> Shoot my hand off. <laughs> End it. I called that shotgun surgery in my notes. <laughs> um, He started off in, yeah, because he's Swedish, so he started off in like the Swedish television movies and stuff, but he would go on to be in like the uh, both Suicide Squad movies as Rick Flagg. Ooh. Um, so in the Suicide Squad, the James Gunn one, he's mm -hmm. like the guy with the yellow shirt yep, who's yep. like fighting with, uh, what's John Cena's character's name? Uh, peace, peacekeeper. Yeah. Peace. Peacemaker. Uh, <laughs> I like how we don't know this anymore. Like this movie came out like two years ago. It's all dead now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Pop culture's a blip. Wait until season two comes up. Then everyone's going to care again. 
Season two of uh, the 90s show? No, the Peacekeeper one. Peacemaker. Wow, okay, there you go. It is Peacemaker. Some fan. What's your favorite DCEU movie, Leo? DC what? (laughs) (laughs) Green Green Lantern. I love Taika Waititi and Green Lantern. (laughs) Is he in the Green Lantern? He's like a side character. He's like comic relief. And that's before he was like... That that makes sense because I didn't laugh during that movie. So... (laughs) 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 Um... Let's cover. Let's just talk about Green Lantern. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Ty- Tyler will never have a job. <laughs> it was me, uh, Tyler. My, my views on Taika Waititi do not represent the views of anyone on this podcast. Yeah, a guy I've worked with one day, or no, a few days, but I didn't uh, I didn't interact with him at all. Okay. Humble brag. <laughs> remember you know, humble brag? I remember humble brag. You remember that? Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, that's my humble brag. As I remember. Yeah. Anyway. What about what about like backdoor compliments? Not backdoor compliments. Uh, backdoor. Uh, backhanded compliments. Backhanded compliments. No. I think those still. Like, those still <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's always. Yeah, I think that was before. Yeah, I predated. Humble, I think humble brag was invented in the Stone Age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like humble brag exists in the same like plane of existence as like first world problems. Yeah. And like I don't know, like uh, like man spreading. But something. do you think that's like millennial slang? That's like what we contributed. God. I hope not. I think that's what we did. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's uh, that one writer from Parks and Rec. Um, I'm spacing on his name, but he coined the term, and everyone just ran with it. And then Mark Twain. Yeah, it was Mark Mark Twain. Twain Wrote humble brag. (laughs) Just like how Mark Twain is the first equalizer. (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense right now because I don't know if we're recording Robocop or the Equalizer first. But we're in a flux of time and space right now. (laughs) That movie starts with uh, um, a Mark Twain quote. Oh. It's like there's like a series of equalizers that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the, it's like the Kingsman. Yeah, yeah, Mark Twain was the first equalizer. That's so Kingsman. He shot all the frogs of whatever county. That's yeah. so Kingsman. <sighs> We're really just going all over the place. Yeah, right? yeah, it's, it's, this one's all over the map. Were you looking for a down the middle RoboCop episode? You're not in luck today. Nope. Yeah. We're at we're all over the grid. We do not recalibrate our targeting mechanism. Yeah, the baby food remains unshot. <laughs> Haven't talked about the baby food getting yeah. shot. Um, oh there, yeah, sorry. There's, there's, baby food. <laughs> there's baby food, and it did get shot. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> sorry to say. You said because Wait. he's not a baby anymore, Leo. It's true. That's, a good that's, point. that's yeah. also incredible. <laughs> it's like a textbook psychoanalysis. Yeah, and, and then he looks at a mirror and identifies. It himself um for the first time and he says i'm handsome yeah i was like <laughs> I'm, I'm a not man a, i'm not a baby no more yeah <laughs> a baby before he was like goo goo gaga yeah coming for coming wait <laughs> what am i saying what? i was trying to do the it doesn't matter i'm just coming to theaters near yeah coming to theaters yeah. near you it like, doesn't even sound like it yeah. um no so, so he Jabber sounds he sounds very robotic um when he is in baby mode yeah. If we're gonna He's call a it that, baby. and then when he takes his helmet off and everything, that's when he starts to sound more and more human and more like Murphy again. Mm-hmm. So it's just like uh, it's subtle because they don't nobody ever points it out in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it it has all the whole like, I mean, you could call it like the the touch of like a European director. I feel like the, having an outsider's view of American oh, culture. Man. Uh, the last thing I want to hear about the touch of a touch of a European director. <laughs> yeah, I think you're I think like, you're right on that one. Uh, uh, Thank you. I know. I know one better director for this movie. <laughs> I'll let you think about who it is. European director or 
Yeah, no, I'm just. I'm oh, just okay. like, yeah, I feel like I know a lot of directors that do stuff. That could be a good franchise T-shirt, Tyler. The touch of a European. Touch of a year. <laughs> what was the other one? Mr. Mime is my stepdad. Mr. Mime is my stepdad. <laughs> what? You have to listen to the Pokemon the first movie episode. Mr. Mime, Mr. Mime is my stepdad, and you will respect me. <laughs> we have this theory that that uh, uh, Mr. Mime is Ash's stepdad. Yeah. That makes sense. Because you never see his dad, but Mr. Yeah. Mime lives in the house. And <laughs> just he's like, not just a Pokemon. It's like Ash's mom was just like, look. Ash's dad is is gone from his life, and I want to continue that. So you're gonna be and you're gonna be a constant reminder of his absent presence by never talking to him, never acknowledging him, yeah. never treating him like your son. Yeah. <laughs> you are here to service me, Mr. Yeah. <laughs> she keeps falling in love with the wrong man, and this time it's a Pokemon. <laughs> there was that period when she was in love with Machamp. Mm, let's not talk about that period. <laughs> uh, what happens to to Murphy's family in this? Because I remember, like in the remake or whatever, like they they die, but in this, like they're just gone, right? Um, they were they were destroyed by the most eval thing in the world, real estate. Is that what happened? Well, they, I don't know. They got, well, they're, well, I don't know. There's, I don't, they don't. The know. wife moved on. Yeah. They, I mean, they just like. Yeah. Cause I remember in Robocop too, I think there's like a throwaway line or something where it's just like, I don't know, my family, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's basically. Whatever. Like, like, why wouldn't he care anymore? Yeah. The whole reason for him like regaining his humanity. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, th- I wonder cause it's like, cause he doesn't like, at, at least towards the end of Robocop, it's, um, he doesn't say that like he has like full consciousness of who he is, just that his that he had his his memories are feelings, but he doesn't remember them. Or yeah, something like yeah. That. So so it could be that he just doesn't like remember them, or he does he does remembers a vague notion of them at that point, but still hasn't like quite like. It took his wife a year to move on from him. Yeah, I think it would help a lot. If- <laughs> he also was a cop, so maybe it's just like it's like she was like <laughs> dodged the bullet. Yeah. Thank God he didn't. Yeah, he did All not. Of them. He did not dodge a single bullet. Yeah. <laughs> he, he rolled a one on that. Like, yeah, he rolled a one. absolute failure. <laughs> Maximum damage. Yeah. Critical hits. His All sneak around. skill was very low. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy who's always laughing. Uh, one of the uh, bad. One of the villains, mm-hmm. guy who always does the like the really high pitched laugh. Um, in the documentary, he talks about how uh, like the scene where he's just peeing in the, uh, warehouse. Oh, in the warehouse, and then he's just like, "Oh, like, do you want me to zip this up or whatever?" To Lewis, and was like really gross about it. He's like, "That's the day my mom came to set." Like, <laughs> I'm like, "This is my big role in Hollywood." Like, hi, mom. So oh, like, my mom. Oh god, that's horrifying. Wow. Kind of oh, like that's bad. Yeah. It's like, can we do something else? You have the day of me shooting the <laughs> cannon. Just either one of those. This movie really just, it like really, I feel like it maximizes what budget it has. Cause like they shot a lot of this in Dallas because they, in recently in Dallas, they built a lot of like quote unquote futuristic buildings at that mm-hmm, time, mm-hmm. like the police station and freeways, just like stuff. freeways, yeah. the concept and of a freeway. They never stopped. <laughs> um, there's that and then also just like a lot of it's just near industrial areas where like nowadays like this would not be enough for like a blockbuster movie but i think at that time and place it's like like it's grimy and gross but it doesn't look like i do you know what i'm trying to say like it just feels like it's still like mid very mid budget and they just got so many stunts and explosions and like yeah they they make use they make use of like the locations they have and they like it's not like they like 
some of like the on location stuff, like the steel mill is just like, why is it a steel mill? I was like, I don't know. It just feels. It's old, yeah. It's old Detroit. Good, yeah. Like good it's vibes. Have, yeah. Yeah. It's the thing that was, the thing that was, bef- that existed before Delta City. The, um, the unconscious of the city. Yeah. There's like that house right next to the warehouse too. There's just like an establishing shot. Yeah. And there's like a, just somebody lives there, like right next to the big warehouse. <laughs> that must factory. It's like, that's my, oh, they drove into my toxic waste. I've been collecting that for years. <laughs> yeah. That's mine. Oh, the toxic Avenger just lives yeah. there. <laughs> toxic. Oh, toxic. Yeah. collecting it for years. Connor, can you be honest with me? Yeah. Have you ever once behind my back called me iron butt boner or asshole? Called you boner. Dang. Boner champ. Boner champ, that's a compliment. I, yeah, I said iron butt, but as a compliment. Yeah. yeah. It's like, but all those things are compliments, Tyler, yeah. so there you go. Thank you. You are boner champ. <laughs> I am become boner champ. Destroyer of... Yeah, that, that was the, 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 the CEO guy. That was like the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Says. And then we crossed the line by calling him... What did, what did he call him? A pussy? And that was crossing the line? Uh, I think yeah. he called him an asshole, too. Oh. Yeah. How was that crossing the line then? He those those other names sound way worse. Yeah. I think. Well, I think the cross, iron the, butt. The, iron yeah. butt. <laughs> the, the crossing the line was him, like, um, like leaping over him with the RoboCop. Uh, yeah. The, the, the the other stuff was just extra. Yeah, it's extra. Yeah. It's, it's icing, I guess. <laughs> oh well, that's Meanie. that's uh, oh, what Dick Jones. Yeah. Did, did he actively sabotage the murder bot? Um. Oh no! No, that was his idea. No, he d- just, he didn't. He didn't. No, sabot- the other guy, the guy who made Robocop. Oh, Miguel Ferrer. I don't he, think so. Yeah. No, no. I think it was just. I think even like Dick Jones like admits it, where it's just like, oh, like yeah, it doesn't matter that it doesn't work. Like that's that's oh, yeah. that's a feature. It's a feature, not a bug. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they would just like, you know, just keep producing them, and then they would they'd have an entire they industry about with the square of things that. that don't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think Miguel Ferrer's character is like quite as evil as um, as Dick Jones or mm-hmm. definitely not Boddicker. He's just definitely like trying to advance in. in, in he's a corporate scum. Yeah, in the, yeah. Yeah. He's corporate scum, but I don't think he's like evil. He's like, you know, he's not doing anything to like kill anybody. He's mm-hmm. just like, oh, my project worked. And his didn't, and like I'm working yeah. over no, the I mean, like, benefit of it. I I'm, I kind of disagree in that, like, like no, he's he's exactly as evil as he's as a Dick benevolent Jones. benefactor. Yeah. No, he's 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 exactly as evil as Dick Jones. And if the situation were switched, he'd do pretty much the yeah, same. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like um, he's like an Elon. Like it's not like this. Uh, <laughs> like this movie doesn't like end with them destroying uh. Cor- like the entire corporation. That's what I was gonna say. You Nothing's know? resolved. He still has directive number four. Nope. Yeah, that's that's a feature. Yeah, it's a feature. <laughs> it's, a a feature. it's a feature, not a bug of the movie. I think. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, yeah, it's not just because you can't do that. First of all, yeah. Also, it's terrorism. But um, <laughs> but like you can't uh like it's uh, like corporations and uh capitalism are such like a part of american culture and society and just the way that our economy works mm-hmm. that you can't get rid of it but you can definitely like critique it yeah um and especially since it's like a work of fiction like i don't know like it doesn't matter like this whole movie is anti like anti uh, uh, uh capitalism capitalism yeah <laughs> yeah I, I mean um and it like um, yeah a, a, a hollywood movie isn't going to right because it's there to make money first and foremost um but also no, I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, well, it's just it's just even just like 
the structure or like the bones of like almost all like Hollywood movies are, 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 are melodramas and melodramas aren't like, are specifically about like the people's individual struggles and them overcoming them and not them like yeah, individualism, not yeah, uh, not collectivizing, them, not them like changing. Well, it's also, it's just like, it's just how like it's, I mean, it's like a, a long history and then it goes back to like this, like the stage and that kind of stuff. And also like, like the novel and how they like, kind of like, like, coexists like within the structure like, of story yeah with the structure of storytelling that like film inherits um and that's not to say that there aren't films that that um like that de-individualize or like have um don't have like a protagonist or don't like ha- follow like follow um narrative structure that like mimes melodrama um but like that's that's the most popular form of how people watch yeah. movies it's not like robocop potemkin yeah i mean that's 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 a good example in that like there's no there's no um protagonist in battleship potemkin it is about like through editing just showing collective action arguably the baby in the (laughs) stroller is the protagonist Uh, well the baby in this (laughs) is the in robocop is a full circle yeah thank Um, you good night everybody say say goodbye jay (laughs) you have this baby food you hear about this hear about baby food I'm so all over the place. Oh, what I was going to say is that capitalism and like corporatism and everything. It's just like, this is definitely all a critique of that. And it shows that all, like all the evil people in this are inspired by money and yeah. by advancing up the, the chain and everything. So it's like, it's critiquing all these things about capitalism. Yeah. Which is, I guess, you know, pretty obvious to people. Uh, who are watching this movie, but there it's just interesting to me that he doesn't like wholesale destroy like the building. But that would be, I remember even like Fight Club was like pretty transgressive at the time for doing something yeah. like that, mm-hmm. you know? but it, it would also be like just, I guess, like false. <laughs> it, would, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't actually like, like, um, yeah, it wouldn't feel it wouldn't, true, it wouldn't right? actually yeah. be true, yeah, because that's like that's this, this movie, it toes such like a specific line of being like feels real enough but it's also so heightened with all the news reports and like it just feels very dystopian yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean robocop freaking throws the guy who lost the mayoral election out the second story window yeah. like that guy's yeah. probably dead you know oh, yeah i like, know yeah. this is you don't care yeah it's not a pro bad cop man movie. will kill yeah. it's not it's not a pro cop movie no hardly it's a pro person movie mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I think it's almost pretty glib about that too, just yeah. how violent it is and everything. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, it's it is really melodramatic. And I even said like, oh, it feels like a Todd Haynes movie when he's like walking through his old house and everything, and just like the melodrama of the household and everything. Yeah. yeah. Which it's I mean, nice obviously, house. Todd Haynes is like, I, I guess Douglas Sirk is the right term for that because Todd Haynes is commenting on that with a lot of his like melodrama. Yeah. Like, I mean, like Haynes. I mean, Haynes doesn't always do like the Douglas Sirk thing, right? Like, no, just um, a few. Movies. Yeah, but, but yeah, but it's I don't know. They're, they're I don't even know what's to keep up um, exactly with this. Yeah, never mind. I don't know. Yeah, we're really getting a like nitty gritty <laughs> yeah. of like all um, of the yeah. feelings of this movie. No, yeah, but the house house scenes like really, really good, and, um, and it and it is just like I mean, it's not even like. Yeah, it's like melodrama, but it's also like um, it it is, I guess, an, another scene of of like the role the role of fantasy in like in in consumer objects or like the, the house being uh, yeah. like a container of, of ghosts, essentially. And in this case, it's like 
it's like yeah like his own like past like memories that he's trying to uncover but then also like the the way that houses in general are also just like like incubators of of ghosts like i mean li- literally and and if you believe in ghosts but like figuratively figuratively in the sense that they just contain like the they contain like people people's lives in them but they're just trace memories in there or not even memories they're just hidden hidden behind them and you can't actually access them so like whoever, right. whoever lives whoever lives in this house um whether in in connery's home um <laughs> whether wh- in my house yeah yeah whether, wherever uh do you think there's ghosts in your house connery yeah. Uh, no, I, no? I feel like there's been several opportunities for me to like be alone and like in the dark and like feel like someone's there and like, no, I've never really felt anything like that. Maybe your ghosts like you and they're just like, let's not bother Connery. They Maybe. just have good ghosts. I yeah. think, Hey, let's go. There's that thing of like, I think I watched Parasite again the other day with a uh, Karen and we were saying that they have a line that says a, a ghost in a house is good luck. And I was like, I like that. That, that's kind of cool. Ooh, did you watch Personal Shopper yet? I, I need to watch Personal yeah, Shopper. Yeah, that's all you, I see. You and Karen should it. watch that too, because it's not like uh, I know she doesn't okay. love like super like scary movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not or like visceral violent movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it's, a fantastic. She likes the movie. others. Yeah. Is it like kind of in line with the others? Um, it's, yeah, but less scary than that. It's just very atmospheric. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a it's a vibe movie. It's yeah. like it's it's a it's a movie about ghosts and a movie about texting. Yeah, it is like and about like ghosted from texting. Yeah, the, I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> just oh, got on the dating apps. Um, no, it is about like the ghosts, it, ghosts that are in like our texts and our messages. I, I think, yeah, I think about the it, as mm. a personal shopper is also like a kind of like movie that would be a fun double f- fun. I don't know if that's the right word, but like <laughs> it'd be a good um, fun to you. Yeah, it fun would be fun. You. Yeah, I'd have a lot of fun um, watching it with Tar um, because, oh, yeah. because it's also they're there they have the same vibe but they're also i i think movies about i think one of the best two of the best movies about texting <laughs> or not about <laughs> not about texting but where well, but where well, text texting it yeah, being like it's about emails yeah yeah <laughs> it's different yeah it's the old timey texts um but no yeah i i um there i don't think very many movies most most movies try to get around um like the existence of texts and cell phones yeah. in a lot of ways are almost like they like, ba- like barely, they act like they don't exist a lot of times, yeah. but like, um, but yeah, like personal shopper and tar or movies there. That's, that's texts are the main thing in, in, in the movies and they, the movies can't exist without them and they need, need to have them because it's a central part of what they're working through. Yeah, or just do a double feature of Tar and Maestro, and then be like, uh, "Tar was better." <laughs> does Leonard Bernstein have like text that <laughs> in the nineties? Yeah. yeah, he does listen to the end, uh, the REM song at a certain point. Oh, <laughs> the end of the world, losing my religion. Yeah, yeah, he listens to Man is on that, the Moon. Yeah, he's, he's shi- like, I just saw the Jim Carrey movie. He's listening to Shiny Happy People. It's like he's crying, just like, why couldn't I have written? <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify, he listens to uh, the end of the world as we know it because he's he's mentioned in the yeah, lyrics. He's in the mosh pit. <laughs> we got so far off. Don't miss the event of the season. All the way from the big Broadway comes Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the musical. Now here in Detroit for the first time, experience the joy, the fear, the love, and of course, the gore. For seven nights only, be swept away on a rampage to remember that critics are calling the first musical I ever sat all the way through. I got blood in my mouth, and it tasted real, and I'm pretty sure someone actually died up there. 
Reserve tickets today and get in the gore zone. Hurry before the massacre moves again. Warning, all those involved in making this musical have never seen the movie. Okay, but talking about the house, that's a really good, like, I, I haven't really thought about that in that detail of like it being like a encapsulation of yeah, ghosts. The, I mean, it's, it's the house, the house is, is, is basically another version of him. And it's like a memory box. For yeah. Him it's too. a, it's a memory box and they're latent. Like Robocop is, is, is a box of, of latent memories. Human, <laughs> human beings are boxes of latent memories. <laughs> yeah. uh, Why um, did you say it like that? I don't know. Uh, it just, the, the mic just kind of flew into my face. I don't know where. Is ghost. Like a repressed memory. Um, <laughs> my God. But yeah, but yeah. Um, like an anal fixation. Yeah, yeah. It's anal, <laughs> fixation, anal yeah. fixation. Yeah, Robocop has an oral fixation um, because he was uh, detached from his mother from too early. He weaned. That's why um, he eats the early. baby food. That's why he needs the baby food. That's why he's also homosexual. Sorry, that, that, uh, I, um, those, yeah, that is, that is, a way, that is, that is. That's the way it is. That's true. It's a fact. It's a fact. All right. It's, I'll say it's a fact. No, uh, no. Um, it's a it's a very fun line of it's. Yeah. Read Melanie Klein. The, that's that's what she she talks about. Okay, I will. Yeah. I probably won't, watch watch them or I'll watch the, the movie. Wikipedia page. Robo Klein. Robo Klein. Um, which is about Kevin Klein. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so talking about the house again, uh, it's also like a it's it's the American dream too, like to have to, to be successful and to have a family and to have a house in the suburbs. It's like a really it's nice a two story house. house. Yeah, it's a really nice house, especially in the eighties. It's like the American ideal. I feel like, and he doesn't live in like the scummy city. He commutes, you know, yeah, like from the subbies. Subbies. <laughs> like, what is uh, the chief, the police chief, say? Like, oh, we do work around here, uh, Murphy. Uh, some of us work around here, Murphy, yeah. when he first yeah. gets there, when he first like transfers or whatever. Welcome to hell. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, you know, he has kind of this like golden boy image in the very beginning of the movie. And it's just like the suburban dream stuff. But he's now got a funky shirt. He has a funky shirt. You know, that means he doesn't take life seriously. Yeah. He spins his guns <laughs> around. A goofball. Yeah. He is a little bit of goofball. He's a little bit of a buckaroo bonsai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's excited to get in the cop car when the danger starts. Yeah. He holds two guns like he's in a john woo movie <laughs> which, oh we were talking about joel kinnaman yeah he's also in that silent night movie that john woo just did oh. which i heard mixed things about poor guy <laughs> so i don't know just simple metaphor i had it all i had a house i had a wife i had a kid and now and i he, am a horrible robot I was about to do that. And then he woke up and he found out it wasn't his beautiful wife. Why? Okay, now we need to make like a, a, a video edit of that and uh, put it up for content. There yeah. you go. I mean, he, he remembers his memories the same way that um, David Byrne dances. Like just does his little like, funky oh, dun, like, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> he also wears a big suit. Yeah. <laughs> He also wears a big suit. Same as it ever was, creep. <laughs> Same as it ever was. Uh, if you didn't get the Christ allegory by then, he is literally walking on water at the end yeah. of the movie. He's got spikes in his hands. Oh, and, and oh he, yeah. I didn't yeah. think about that. And Except he, he uses it to stab a guy instead. Just like the real Jesus. What? Just like the real <laughs> yeah. Jesus. The most Jesus did was like flip and, tables, yeah. right? Connor, you're the Jesus correspondent. Yeah. 
The, yes, he did flip temp, flip uh, tables in the temple and whip people, and yeah, he did all that. He also gets uh, speared. Um, right. Yeah, Robo, Robocop gets speared, just like um, Jesus. Not quite in the same the side. The oil but, of yeah. Robocop yeah, yeah. is very similar to the blood of Christ. And he's he's reborn um, yeah. twice. Twice? That's, that's, a, that's a feat. Yeah. He lives, he dies, yeah. he lives again. Yeah, I think, <laughs> uh, did they do anything? <laughs> if they got, had that, they had time between talking about all the fucking and sucking in the documentary. Uh, <laughs> did, did, they, did, they, did they get to the aspect about like, um, about Verhoeven being a biblical scholar? Uh, yeah, they talked about yeah, that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, because he's, yeah, he's obsessed with Jesus. Yeah, he wrote a book. Especially, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which explains like, uh, flesh and blood is very like biblical at times in terms of like not literally what's happening but like the allegories and then also like benedetta which yeah is literally yeah. about nuns yeah and paul verhoven also has a phd in art history in in italian renaissance history this was, a, was his dissertation on and he th- he did that at ucla uh like when he was young or like later no on as a history? as a as after like and then i think he got his phd in like 2006 or something like that which, hey, speaking of which, I believe Peter Weller also has a PhD because he, like, taught archaeology for no, a long No, no, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I was talking about Peter Weller. Um, oh, sorry. Oh, okay. I, 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 I think Verhoeven. No, I skipped over. Um, yeah, I skipped over. Paul Verhoeven doesn't have a, I think he just, I looked it up um, because I remember that there was something about him being a Christ scholar. And I'm like, did he go to grad school? I think he's just, like, has read a lot of Wikipedia pages. Yeah. He's <laughs> read a lot which of is, Christ Wikipedia. Which, <laughs> no, which is I mean, grad no. school, too. Um <laughs> No, uh, yeah, I, I, he had something called a doctorandus, which I guess in like Holland is like, is like basically like, oh, like it's, it's a bachelor's that's like not quite a bachelor master's, but like, it is like a, like this guy's got a bachelor's, but he's like really primed and ready to go. Like he should go to, he should go to grad school essentially, um, is like some kind of like little honors that they give, um, some bachelor students. Nice. I just remember reading about that on like cracked.com, like over a decade ago and just like. <laughs> And it was just like, I'd be really afraid if RoboCop was my professor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, I thought about that too. It's like, it's like, what is like, it was like RoboCop, like, it was like a TA. <laughs> like, was Peter Weller like, <laughs> that'd be, that'd be really sad. Um, uh, I, I, I doubt it. I doubt he TA'd because he had money. So I think he just did the classes and then, um, and then did his dissertation. Hmm. The James Franco of a different era. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that that guy certainly earned everything that he got. <laughs> everything that happened to him. Yeah, <laughs> he certainly earned everything that happened to yeah. him. I was talking about his like fake, um, degrees, yeah, fake like, degrees. But did he send people to classes allegedly or whatever. Like, yeah. Well, did he what? Didn't James Franco like allegedly send people to his classes to like record the courses and everything so he could do them from home or whatever? Yeah, yeah, he he was he is um it was a a scam essentially um, um a pyramid but, scheme of education yeah but it, I mean hey welcome to the university, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the university. Yeah, you, James you're fitting right in you're... Leo's never getting invited to school again yeah <laughs> oh no gonna have to go to the school of jay leno's garage yeah. <laughs> school hot knocks <laughs> oh my god god he's so sick of it yeah. <laughs> it's just jay keeps coming back yeah. the return of the just depressed. like to the tonight show yeah. he just keeps going back kicking people out getting back in there can i get jimmy um i forget who says the line but somebody says a mind is a terrible thing to waste and i'm like just like murphy's brain oh. they used his brain to become a robocop indeed indeed wow 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 that's crazy Wiki, um, wiki, wow, wiki, wow, wow. There's also the line. 
<laughs> when are we covering Wild Wild West? Okay, Kato, <laughs> answer the question. We have to keep going. Uh, Giant Spider. Uh, the, the line when Boddicker shows up to Miguel Ferrer's place, who I don't know why I don't remember his character's name. Uh, he shows up and like the two quote unquote models are there. Yeah, right. And, and Boddicker shows up and says, bitches leave or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they go, okay, bye. Uh, that is inspired by Verhoeven calling all the women on set bitches. Oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. and like one of the women that they interviewed, I think it was one of the, uh, women playing the models is like, yeah, like, so Verhoeven would call us that all the time, oh, yeah, but yeah. like, I don't know if he knew that was like a bad thing. Cause he was <laughs> he, like, from what I understand is that he was like essentially just like, like as, as in like, Oh, like, like cop one cop two is like <laughs> that, how they okay, were written. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Set. Like they were written that way on the script. It's like, um, okay, put the, put the bitches in. Like yeah. he has a really weird, like, <laughs> yeah, what the bitches? It's very like this be like I'm Dutch and Pulver Hobbit. Like yeah. he kind of sounds like that. Like, yeah. But uh, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like this is also a great yeah. environment to be working in. Thank you, Paul. Like, yeah. Um, I, this documentary hurt you a lot. It kind of did, yeah. but the, uh, it was still very informative. The yeah. next, the next movie that he's doing is um, is going to be him coming back. Bakers. Is I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about it other than that he's returning to working with um, Ed Newmeyer. Oh, cool. um, the the writer of this um, screenplay, and then for Basic Instinct, RoboCop, I think Total Recall. Um, I think we, they worked together a lot through the string of like the eighties and the nineties. Yeah, Ed Newmeyer was in the doc quite a bit too. Um, I think the only thing was like that was like of of note that he really said that was like on the caliber of anything, any of the other things that made me sad. Oh no, he's, he's abs he's yeah, he's a horny man and there's, there's plenty of um stuff. About him well that, yeah, that's like weird and sexist. And then and he's like, yeah, they told me that I can't have everybody in the gang be black. So I changed them to be all like multicultural, like mm -hmm. multi-ethnic. I'm like, yeah, I mean like maybe you, sh yeah, you probably shouldn't make it like yeah. all of the bad people black. <laughs> like maybe yeah. don't yeah. do that. New like, <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like it hurts you. <laughs> it did, but I did. They also interviewed all of the uh, the people in the gang. Oh, cool! And like, they all had seemed to have like a lot of fun. It was like it was like theater, like a theater troupe. Like we're all I just bet. going crazy and like one upping <laughs> each other. Like after they shoot Murphy, like they're all going back to like the the freight elevator, and like yeah. one of the guys is like kind of skipping and everything. It's just like yeah, they had a lot of fun making this movie. It seems. It's fun. It to looks be a bad like guy. it. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. When they when they have fun, I have fun. Yeah. Shooting this movie though is probably really stressful. Yeah. Mm. With all the explosions and car crashes and stuff, but it would have been really cool to to see on set. Yeah, but yeah, the explosions look good. Squibs look good. Yeah, squibs good. I feel like that. Like one there's of the that people... one the, when he gets shot in the models. He's like, stop that! When he gets like shot. In <laughs> oh the my god! Yeah. Cut it out. Leave it to like the most '80s grenade of all time, being like. Uh, not like army green or anything. It's yeah. like black and silver and has a digital clock timer on it. <laughs> Welcome to the eighties. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a lot of the movie that we just talked about. Yeah. And a lot of not the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. You and got a lot of content in this yeah. episode. <laughs> Stop say, don't say it like in that term. Yeah. <laughs> We're more than just content. You're right. You got a lot of heart in this episode and thoughts. And uh, feelings and Jay Leno's the id, the ego, the super ego, <laughs> mm -hmm. that's uh, the baby food ego. What else, Leo? Oh, what, what other psychoanalytic buzzwords? Yeah, the death drive, life drive, drive. <laughs> uh, sex, um, okay. the good breast, bad breast, oh. um, object relations, Ooh. play, 
Um, memory box thing. Memory box. Uh, <laughs> they got rid of his mirror, arm. mirror stage. That was that was that was in the movie. <laughs> oh, when he's looking at the mirror. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. That's his. And when he shoots the baby food and looks in the mirror and recognizes himself, that's classic um, Jock Lacan mirror stage stuff. Yeah. What, what's the first thing he does when he's RoboCop? He, uh, oh, he stops the robbery at the grocery store, yes. at the uh, liquor store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he goes and like stops the rapist, basically, mm-hmm. which is really. <laughs> shoots him in the wiener. It's probably like the most graphics. It's just like uncomfortable. But then also, yeah, yeah, yeah at least he shoots him in the wiener and he's yeah. just like, ah! <laughs> like, you know, and then I'm like, okay, that's enough RoboCop stuff. I get it. Like he's RoboCop, but then no more. <laughs> I, I, yeah, they add uh, one more scene. But I'm like, oh, I like this scene though. Like yeah. it, it feels kind of unnecessary script wise, but I like that it's in there because it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rocks. <laughs> one thing I didn't mention from the doc, which is like the thing that went viral from the doc, is just uh, Peter Weller only wanting to be addressed as Robo when he's wearing this suit <laughs> because he like, he's like, I had to do the method thing because I'm just, I'm otherwise I would freak out because I'm just like, if I don't put myself in the headspace of being RoboCop, mm-hmm. then I'm just like freaking out from the claustrophobia of being in yeah. that suit all the oh time. I'm like, okay, like I get that, but it also seems like extremely intense. Yeah. And the special effects guy was like up, up in the, par- <laughs> like the rafters with him or whatever yeah. during the whole like shootout at the end. And he's just, uh, Peter Weller's just like, Robo want Oreo. <laughs> And he's just like, Peter, it's just you and I here. Like, yeah. It's just you and me, Peter. Because he knew that he, he's like, Robo want Oreo. And he's just like, and then the special effects guy just like dropped all the Oreos. Ah! He's like, I don't have any Oreos, like Peter. Dick. And then everyone's like, what's going on? It's like, Peter wants Oreos. Like, we'll get him some. It's just like. <laughs> and then Peter was just like, I love that guy. He's my friend. He's a great guy. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Like, it was good. You can you can see that clip out there in yeah, the world. Yeah. That, that's a really good clip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Peter Willis seems like a very intense actor. Yeah. Yeah. He's he scares me a little bit. But I, I, but I still think he's a really good actor. We'll get him on. Yeah. Let's get him on for. Um, Movie has nothing to do with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got just everybody. Pokemon 2000. Yeah. yeah Pokemon it'll be, 2000. It'll be him, Taika Waititi, and Jay. <laughs> In it's one gonna, room, it's yeah. gonna be a hell of a show. Yeah, Stay yeah. tuned. <laughs> I don't even want to. I don't even want to think what movie that is. Like it's too hard. Like let's just have them all on like the Maze Runner. That'd yeah. be boring though. That'd be funny though. They're like trying to. They're like just like I don't know. Like what do you want from us? We're like you have to talk about the Maze Runner. Talk about it good. <laughs> talk about it good. Talk about it good. Good. You know, Jay. Long. Jay would be great on. Fury Road. Yeah, I, Fury oh, yeah, Road, I think, yeah. is perfect for all of them to that, be on with us. Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo, Gran Torino. Gran Torino, yeah. Oh, thief. <laughs> uh, wait, who else is there? Jay Leno. Taika Waititi. Mm. And uh, Peter Weller. Peter Weller. <laughs> Peter Weller. <laughs> I don't know what to talk with, like, Taika about. What are you talking about? <laughs> Pretty sure he talks at you. <laughs> you do bits. Yeah, we do bits. Yeah. It'd be like this. <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> but, uh, just si- silence <laughs> the greatest bit of them all. Just like how the screen goes black for a few seconds in this movie, which is a risky move for any director. Mm-hmm. Having silence in a podcast always, at least personally, freaks me out where I'm like, Oh, it, did, it, did it did it pause on That's accident? Like, like, did it like pause? It's like, oh, people just aren't speaking for like two seconds. <laughs> All right. I mean, yeah, we talked about a lot of RoboCop here. 
Yeah, we did great. Do you have any uh, final notes on on the uh, Paul Verhoeven 1987 film written by Ed Newmeyer, music by Basil Paul Doris, uh, and then all the other people on the crew? Uh, do you have any <laughs> final thoughts on RoboCop, Leo? Um, it rocks. That's it. It's great. Nice. It robos. It rocks. It Is that your VHS? Oh, we have to do our VHS box covers Ooh. for this movie. A bit that I invented and keep forgetting about. <laughs> so do you want that to be your review or do you want something else? Oh, I don't know what that is, but sure. <laughs> uh, wait, wait. Just like if you're at like the video store and you saw like a VHS of RoboCop yeah. and you look on the back and it's like a review from a critic. Oh, oh, well, the like the log line. Like yeah, it, yeah. it bangs, it soars. Like yeah. that's like context uh, for nothing. <laughs> but like, you know, there's like something like that where it's like dot, dot, dot. And they cut out a bunch of stuff because it's like not what they wanted to put on the box. <laughs> So there's a bunch of ellipses. Yeah. Uh, I give it uh, four bottles of baby food. <laughs> four bottles of baby food. <laughs> it just says four bottles of baby food, exclamation point. Yeah. Leo Martinez. Yeah. Connery, what's yours? If you're not a creep, you got nothing to fear from this four-star robo-apocalypse event of a movie. <laughs> Mine is, it doesn't S-U-X. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy that for more than one dollar. <laughs> ah! Oh, also, okay, one last thing about the doc is that that guy in that interstitial who's just, like, also really horny. Yeah. Um, he gets arrested. Um, I think it's, like, stuff that they had to cut. So maybe it was in that extra five-minute cut hmm. he had, Leo, or it was just in the hmm. script originally. Um, he gets, like, arrested for, like, being a pedophile or something. I was oh. like, oh, yeah, that's a little too dark. For I don't us. like that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I idolized that guy. And now, <laughs> and now there you go. You Jeez. know the lore. You think you know a guy. You yeah. think you know a European director. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, one thing that's worse than the touch of a European director is the touch of a game show host. Yeah, it's usually a lot more kissing. Yeah, yeah him, him, Jimmy Savile. Like. Oh no, 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 that's, that's too far. No, 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 no. Sorry. No, 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 no. I was just talking about uh the price is right guy. Yeah. Oh, Bob Barker. People on the cheek. Wait, no, is it price is right? It's a uh, family, family feud. feud. Family feud. He Wait, was Oh. Like every guest on the cheek. Basically. Oh yeah, yeah. Only yeah. the women. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. just the women, but the women too. <laughs> but the women and the women too. God, this is like we're definitely talking about things that three men like. It's not. It's not a good look. But what are you talking about? At least we're not a European director. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any last uh, thoughts, Connery? It's great. I'm looking forward to the other two, even though I heard the other two are bad. Yeah, this one's the best one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like. I like two. Um. But yeah, yeah it's not as good as one. Yeah. I do have a very specific origin story for RoboCop 2 also, because I didn't even know what it was. But I will save that for next episode. Nice. Um, but yeah, those are our thoughts on RoboCop. It rocks. Yeah. It rules. Uh, it robos. It cops. It cops. <laughs> uh, Leo, thank you so much for joining us yes. once again on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having You're me. You're a fan favorite. You really Aww. are. You really, really are, Leo. Yeah. You're a fan fave. You make us think about movies mm -hmm. when normally we don't think about them at all. <laughs> Usually when it's just me and Tyler, we just like look at each other and just kind of go slack jawed and just like, <laughs> just like, know, it's just silence. <laughs> it's a risky like move. Draw like gripping onto the mic and <laughs> yeah. that turns into words. So. <laughs> this is occasionally clearing our throats or like, <laughs> we, we've been doing too many audio things yeah. on here. Yeah, a lot. Do you have anything to plug before we go? Uh, no, I don't know. Um, read 
some something Klein. Would oh yeah, <laughs> read 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 uh, Melanie Klein, um, Envy and Gratitude. Very good essay. Nice. Um, well, I'll one day finish. Um, How long is it? Uh, it's like seventy pages, but it's a it's a chapter of a book. Um, but it's a very it's it's good. I yeah recommend that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't really have anything to plug, I guess. Nice. Connor, we get to plug. If you enjoy the sound of my voice, you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games, you probably enjoy Starship and Paula. Actually play role-playing game podcast hosted by myself and four other friends. It's on Apple Podcasts or it's on SoundCloud. Tyler, what do you have to plug? Uh, follow me on Instagram at Tammy Vice for photos and Letterbox for movie reviews. That's about it. Follow us at Franchise Pod on all social medias. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to help us grow the show. If you like this episode or what you're listening to, please share it with your friends. I like how I speed through this up, this part, this section as, as fast as possible. And then because if I stop and start thinking about it, then this is what happens. I start stumbling over all the words. It's okay. It's and my okay, RoboCop okay. brain stops working. This is the most important part of the podcast, Tyler. It is. We need more listeners. We do. Because we want more people to like our show. Yeah. Because it's all about us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn you! Yeah. <laughs> You're saying the quiet part out loud, Tyler. <laughs> uh, thank you to Mark Ganey for our artwork and Nick Viverka for our music. Woo. And until next time, they'll fix you. They fix everything. <laughs> Goodbye, yeah. everyone. Goodbye. Uh,